0: the fifth episode of craft beer chronicles once uh welcome back everybody i'm i'm really excited to be here i'm your host Shane neal uh joining me as he has been for the last two podcasts now co-host mr lee samway say hi lee hey everybody how you doing tonight and uh also joining us tonight i'm very honored to have him head brewer of central coast brewing brandon please in- please okay. introduce yourself Give, tell us about yourself like how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great yeah thanks for having me um yeah, excited to be here and uh, get into some of the beer that uh, I brought for you guys. And I know Lee brought a couple of uh, small session session beers that we're going
0: to get into later. So very small session um, beers. Yeah, exactly. happy to be here. They're double digit session beers. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're going towards. Right? That started off as the low four or five percent. Now they're going to have double session beers, which are just going to be regular old beers that we used to have. Well, considering
1: yeah. considering the first beer that we've had so far is a uh, triple IPA. Um, I, I assume this night will go
0: uh, very well. I, I don't blame it. So the the beer is Patterns from Anchorage Brewing. And you got to figure it's 9.5%. They live in Alaska. They're alive. Like I've never been to Alaska, but I hear it's dark a lot and cold. So I imagine their beer needs to be strong. I mean, what is, who – is it Anchorage or who does a deal with the devil? I mean, that shit's 17%. And that's up in Alaska. I can, I can
2: imagine the ladies in Alaska probably aren't that
0: much to look at. So <laughs> – you might I ta- need a little help. I take I take Alaska. like I, We don't mean to disparage anybody who's from Alaska or likes Alaska. That's just very unlikely at Except this point. Except that it probably sucks to live there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, there's an old family guy joke where apparently it's like a game in the cold weather of big coat or fat body. And I imagine that's just how the single scene is up in Alaska.
2: You know, my grandfather was in the Air Force. He got punished by being sent to Alaska. That was his punishment. Yeah. It's like the
0: modern day Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. So, um, for anybody that knows who Brandon is in the work that he does at Central Coast Brewing, um, we are subjecting more IPAs upon him because he obviously doesn't have enough IPAs in his life <laughs> as it is already. <laughs> but, uh, enough. I think uh, it's fun getting into it and it's fun getting started, but we are here to talk about the, w- the wonders of craft beer. So gentlemen, what, I mean, Brandon, you work in the craft beer industry, uh, what big craft beer events have you gone to recently or been a part of recently or just I don't know, what's what's been going on for you guys?
1: Uh, we just uh, uh, I got back from San Francisco Beer Week on, on Sunday. Uh, that was two weekends that I had kind of spent up in the Bay Area traveling around. And we had a couple of events um, both in San Francisco and the East Bay um, it was, you know, and I was, we were talking kind of before the podcast, but, um, it's exhausting, you know, and it's, it is fun. It's a lot of fun to go do. Um, but you know, at the end of a trip like that, uh, it's exhausting and, and looking down the pipeline, you know, in the future here, we got, uh, we have our anniversary party coming up. We have our, uh, you know, we have, uh, another canning that we're doing. We have world beer cup that we're starting to brew for. Uh, so there's, you know, it's. It, it it really doesn't stop. It's sort of just uh, you know the next thing down the line is 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 sort of always on the horizon. All
0: right. What about you, Lee? Oh
2: man, beer events. I'm mostly just drinking at my
0: house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of that lately.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, uh, we discussed one of the beers you brought uh, was a homebrew. How's the homebrew uh, been going lately? It's been going
2: great, you know. Uh, the one I, I brought tonight was a bit of an experiment. Um, It's—I uh, don't know if you guys remember the song Caribou or Caribou Lou from uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tech Nine. I, I remember the drink in college. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're gonna experience that again this evening. <laughs> okay. uh, this one's called Caribou Lou. Actually, it's funny that um, uh, I brought this tonight. This is
1: that awful sound. Oh, yeah. This is that I read awful the description sounding. that you that on your Facebook page. It was like lactose milkshake vanilla bean uh, what other awful uh, stuff pineapple is coconut oh, god
2: uh, yeah just a triple IPA. it's it's <laughs> i pretty much threw everything in it and wanted to see kind of how far i could push it and lee's a friend of mine so i can yeah. I, I
1: can i he can, can, touch I can it give through. him shit yeah, yeah <laughs> when, when i hear
0: you li- when i hear you list off all those ingredients i, I only think of jeff goldblum's character in jurassic park you spent so much time wondering if you could that you never thought whether you should. <laughs> yeah. In fact,
2: actually, if you look at the label, it says "just because you can doesn't mean you should." <laughs> Did you write it's, that on there? It's like it's like hidden. It's like in a super dark <laughs> font it. against the black. You have to try and find it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we're, uh, let's try it. You want to yeah. go for it? Yeah. Let's you get just want to just jump right into that? Game? I mean, why not? Yeah. All right. I mean, I think
0: we gonna have some good beer first,
1: but. Nah, well, uh, we'll we'll chase that down with a good beer afterwards. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I have
0: here. I have my keys, bottle opener. There you go. I don't know whether that makes me an alcoholic if my main house key has a bottle opener on it.
1: I, I used to have the ring bottle opener, and people would always like, "Oh, how often do you really use that?" I'm like, "I use it all the time," but I drink a lot.
2: <laughs> so it's very uh, coconutty. <laughs> cool. Thank you very much, Lee. Oh, my pleasure, guys. You know, I got so to... T- so, t- tell me about the beer. Well, it's um, modeled after the song. So, I thought, you know, what what's in that Caribou Lou? You know, obviously, it's 151 rum, so it's got to be strong. Right, yeah. You know, pineapple juice. So, obviously, let's throw some pineapples in there. And Malibu, which is a coconut rum, right? So, pineapple... So, strong, pineapply, coconutty. And... Um, uh, Denali Hops and uh, Equinox, you know, and then it's just a big, strong, milky kind of ridiculous wow. IPA, and it's... Uh,
0: <laughs> it smells like my blackouts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it smells like a, a... It's starting to smell worse and worse <laughs> as it ages. I, you know but
1: what? I, I wanted to... I really wanted to shit on this beer, but it's a, it's, it's actually pretty... It's kind of
2: it's pretty good. You like it all right? I, I think it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> it's, you know, it was just like it was just an experiment to see if it could be done. (laughs) You know, it wasn't anything about,
1: you know, what works about it is that it's of all the things you described, right? Any one of those things could go squirrely and, and dominate the profile and be way too heavy handed and make the beer undrinkable, which is why when you're listing them, I'm going, Oh God, no, you know? And then I taste it and like, they're actually, they're all there, but they're all restrained. Mm -hmm. It's not this big over the top, you know, uh, expression of any of those things. They're all pretty well integrated. I think it's, it's, I
2: think it's of, good. It's an nice interesting bite right now. It's kinda of like a little more it's hotter now than it was earlier, which <laughs> right. is weird. Like a little fusel kinda of It's it's just radio. Just just <laughs> pretend
1: like it's you love it.
0: It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how much is it gonna go for on the secondary market? I'm thinking one twenty a twelve ounce bottle? Well that's Seems the that's the problem. This son of a bitch was expensive to make. <laughs> oh, geez, I couldn't even
2: I, I it's actually probably one of the most expensive beers I've I've made to date. You could probably um, trade it for a can of PBR. Yeah, I yeah. think okay, that's a good the trade, trade. market. You I Caribou Water. water. <laughs> trade of. Yeah, something to wash it down with. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it was fun. That's all it was. <laughs> it was. It was. It, that's the part of. That's the thing about homebrewing for me. That's the fun. Fun part is that you can just do, whatever the hell you want, whether it makes sense or not, and. You know, for me, I was thinking, hey, I'll do this, and worst case scenario, I'll learn something, you know? So uh, I went into it thinking, like, it might not be great, but at least I'll come out with some new knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like uh, toasting coconut, for example. Did I you toast you the coconut yourself? Oh, yeah. oh well, nice. I didn't toast, uh, you know, as much as you did for the um, <laughs> for coconut the shorts. Um, coconut shorts, yeah, but but it was still a pain in the ass. <laughs>
1: it but toasted, it, toasted it incredibly through. fast. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and I think that character does come through pretty nicely, actually.
0: I think my favorite part of your homebrewing is that you always invite me over to try it I'm like your <laughs> guinea pig and if it makes it past you yeah it's it's the blindness test first whether or not I can see afterwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you're too nice you're always like oh it's great it because like, it is great because well,
1: he wants you to keep inviting him over to drink it <laughs> yeah you know, I'm, like,
0: <laughs> okay I'm, I'm 25 year old I'm just turned 25 I've had a, a few good amu- I've had a few amount of beers I haven't had a lot of beers and like I'm not picky. Like, if your beer wasn't not good, I'm your friend. I'd let you know you you <laughs> brew good beers. Like, you like, good. Yeah. I can. I just choose not to typically. <laughs> yeah. Like and I think I you think try, you tried really hard
2: to not make a good beer with all the things you put
0: in this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It still that's, works yeah, out. That's so. basically what I was going for. <laughs> is trying to fuck it up. I think I think what it is, and like this is the harshest critique I'll give you, is I go into it probably like as a clean slate and no expectations so it's the fact that it can only surprise me <laughs> <laughs> and like that sounds mean but I, I mean it in a positive way it's like I, I go to some of these other places that own their own brewery that own their own business and I won't name them but I yeah. try and I'm just like
2: that's true I that like drinking true.
0: chalk sure yeah
1: give me a couple triple IPAs I might start naming them no I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm taking a
0: look. I'm just taking a look at what we have, and that might we be might, manageable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might
2: try to get them on the podcast someday.
0: We to be careful. Uh, all, all views expressed by Brendan are not the views <laughs> of Craft Beer Chronicle. Yeah. yeah. If you want to, if you want to uh, TP or somebody's Central brewery, brewing, right? yeah.
2: <laughs> do not TP Shane's house. TP Central goes Brewing.
0: <laughs> oh, my address does not go out on here. There's no way the hell that. No way move. Well,
1: no, I plugged it into my nav. It was. Uh... No, I'm just kidding.
0: Oh, go ahead. One, I can two, edit two. it out. <laughs> <laughs> Make a note. The weird gap is when Brandon kept trying to give out my address. (laughs) All right. So um, San Francisco Beer Week, that sounds like a lot of fun. But upcoming, we have our very own San Luis Obispo Craft Beer Festival starting this weekend, which I am both very happy for because it's an event that's been, I think, really fun and really eye-opening for people in the last couple of years. I went the past two years... Uh, and is with heavy heart that I'm on call for work, so I actually can't go this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gives me more time to edit this and hopefully put this episode out <laughs> before the festival, or at least during the festival. Um, uh, what, like, but why? Why would you want to get it out before the festival? Um, well, that's a great question, Lee. And the reason I'd like to get it out before the festival is a: it's been like three months since I put out one, and <laughs> you know, consistency is key in, in getting key, uh, repeat listeners, uh-huh. and as well as. Um, Last year, when I wasn't trying so hard with on this podcast, uh, I put it out the first episode right before the Slow Craft Beer Festival, so it's coming up on one year of Craft Beer Chronicles, one year anniversary. I know Uh, to celebrate the one year anniversary. To again, this is radio, so nobody knows, but we used to use one blue Yeti microphone for everyone, (laughs) and now we have a three microphone setup, so everyone has their own microphone. Nobody has to share. It's gonna. Really fill in all the sexiness and everyone's deep gravelly voices, as you can't tell by Lee, who's to my left.
1: Lee is the sexiest graveliest guy oh, you could have, baby, on baby. You love it.
2: Um, uh, I even I even have a special thing on my mic. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Now I'm just too cheap to get you one of these. I don't deserve nice stuff. Well, to be fair, you chose that mic. So. That's true. That's true. Um, so, as somebody who hasn't, I guess, really been researching going since I knew I couldn't for work. Um, I know last year there was the deconstruction of Monterey street uh, mm-hmm. seminar, which was a real blast. I was completely off what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, is central coast doing another kind of seminar that's different? They're all on the same thing or. or... So
1: yeah, I, I actually, I don't think there are any seminars this
0: year. Oh, a
1: and I've, I was talking to Tyler, Tyler Clark at Libertine um, who always does like a blending thing there. Some sort of a blending seminar. And I, you know, he said that they hadn't asked him to do it. So I, I don't I don't think they're doing any this year. Um, I think they're just focusing on the festival. Um, I know it is a two-day event. Um, you know, we, I've been so busy, I'm sort of out of the loop on exactly what, um, you know, what the Friday night thing consists of. Uh, but I, I think there is, there's some, you know, there's, I don't know if it's sort of two separate festivals completely or sort of a VIP night. Um, yeah but uh but yeah mike gasparo who puts out on that event is a friend of the brewery and and, a, and an awesome guy
0: um you mean the one in la uh what a friend of the brewery i was, no. making, a, <laughs> I was making a bad <laughs> joke ah, <get> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> i'll
1: see uh, myself <laughs> <laughs> no it's a it's it's a great fest i you know i've been doing it for the last i don't know probably six or seven years um i maybe have missed one that he's that he's put on um i i I may actually end up having to miss this year, uh, but it's it's an awesome fest. They sell out, you know. I, I think every year now,
0: yeah. Um, as, yeah, as they rightfully should. Again, it's it's um I, not not to put again, I'm not trying to disparage anything, but I I was real shocked that I know when I first started, the one out in Madonna had like a lot. The California Festival of Beers had a lot more like like, kind of hype behind it, or, Mm -hmm. like, a lot more people knew that one, Mm -hmm. and I didn't really hear much on the Slow Craft Beer Festival, and I I really had a fun time my first time going.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Last year was fun, but that's because... I think I've told the story. I ran into Tony Bags beforehand, <laughs> yeah. and he took me and a bunch of people down to the actual Madonna bar. That's always we, a bad idea. Yeah, we had like whiskey drinks and old fashions before even going into the festival. It should just be called Bags Ideas from now <laughs> on. <long. laughs> bags. <laughs> that's ideas. a Bags idea. Yeah, that's a Bags idea. <laughs> but yeah, so that that was my last one, and again at that point I think I had business cards and I was handing them out to people and I was drunk as shit. I'm like, so yeah. I, I would like to go to a different one and make a better impression, but <laughs> <laughs> You're it's, not be, yeah, it's not going to be yourself. Yeah, it's not going to be this one. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't I don't have the exact date. I think it is the t- March
0: 24th. The Central Coast Beer That's one in the test. yeah. Uh-huh. That's going to be a big one I think. I
1: and now that, that one's that one not uh, you know I, I I with I I've you know sort of looked at it kind of skeptically just because it's it's a first year event and I'm trying to figure out what the what our guild is trying to accomplish with it and then I you know I Sort of looked at the list of of some of the guest breweries that they've coming come, that are coming to pour. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a pretty pretty good list. I think Beachwood Blenders is going to be there. Beachwood, and, uh, one of the ones uh, Russian sem- River's is going to be there. Artifacts. Um, there are some
0: one of the ones pretty- that surprised me. I think just seeing it because they are close, but was Casa Agria. I yeah. know a lot yeah, of people yeah, really yeah. like Casa Agria, and I saw that on there. I was I've like,
2: never seen them at a beer festival. Exactly,
0: and I, I kind of just took a look at it because I agree. I, I think I was a little bit skeptical. Um, I was also skeptical because it was in a Tascadero, and uh, my girlfriend lives in a Tascadero And at the time of thinking, I thought she was like, "Oh, she's not really into beer," but she's like, "No, this actually might be fun." So I'm, I'm looking to go to that one. Uh, I'm not on call for that weekend, so I know I'm good there. I'm but having a
2: glass issue over here.
0: Might be a glass issue. Yeah, Did you break it? No, it's empty. <laughs> that's what we call a. Bro- that's what we call a broken glass. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a chug here. You're going to hear the sound of drinking quickly. How could you drink such a fine beer so quickly?
2: Because you want more,
0: and I want more of whatever one I pick.
2: <laughs> well, Lee, that
1: wasn't super shitty. I'm glad you didn't think it was yeah. super shitty. All right. Nice
0: so, uh, like, you should put that, it's sli- only, put that in slightly bigger font. The like,
2: <laughs> not <you> know, super <laughs> shitty. British. There's always two guys I'm always afraid of. It. It's Brendan and Greg. and It's always like Greg's first thing is oxidized. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you, you know
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, I've got it,
2: I've got it beaten
1: into every one of my brewers head. It yeah. is. I. Is,
2: I no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's,
1: It is, it is the thing that, you know, anybody who takes brewing hoppy beer seriously, it is, it is everything. It, it's, yeah. you know, preventing oxidation is, is, is what, you know, hoppy beer brewers should be evaluated right. by, you know? I mean, and so, yeah, if that's, if you, if you hang around, and that's, you know, an old, uh, you know, I used to, I brewed at Firestone for about three years, and it was that was it was the same sort of dialogue there. It was you know. Oxidized. So if you hang around Oxidized. our brewery Oxidized. and you start out you know popping beers that you got at the grocery store at the liquor store, you bring them in, you'll hear all of our brewers and most of the, you know anybody that sort of is uh, is in the circle there.
2: <laughs> you know, honestly, that's, that's yeah, the thing that they're looking for. I don't know if any home brewers listen to this show or not, but when they started nitpicking oxidation, and I started paying more attention to it, is when I noticed that. Every beer I made got way, mm-hmm. way better. Almost, almost as soon as you started paying attention, they started getting. A yeah, lot it's better. it's a really
1: interesting thing because w- when I look back at my my own you know progression through um, you know craft beer, just from being an enthusiast to a home brewer into a you know professional brewer, and um, it is you know I, I don't ever remember looking back and thinking like, oh, that beer's old or it's beat up. I mm-hmm. would buy a beer off the shelf and I would say. That beer's not good,
2: right? Right, right. And right, then right. I would have
1: it like a couple of weeks later. I go, huh? That's weird. Now it's good, you know, and not and not understand it at all. Yeah, it wasn't until really starting to homebrew and actually seeing that beer, you know, I mean, seeing you know, smelling the raw materials, tasting the raw materials, um, it, it, on through the brewing process, tasting that beer in on week one, week two, week three, week four, mm-hmm. and as it starts to age, you go, oh that's what happens Mm -hmm. because these beers homebrew comes out of the fermenter it's great yeah you know and then five days later it's awful and you're like what and it's not contaminated it's just it's beat up it's oxidized yeah and learning that was i mean it was it's it's a blessing and a curse because it kind of ruins most hoppy beer I mean, unless you're going to the source two breweries to drink it it's it's once you kind of have that that profile, you know, it, you you you've you found it, and you, you're able to pick it out. It's, it's like the, you know, it's it sticks out like a sore thumb in beer. Yeah, yeah, I'm and trying. it's almost, and it happens so quickly in hoppy beer. I mean, it's something that happens in in like three four weeks, and yep. so you know, I mean, most distribution networks. Are set up to where you know it leaves the brewery maybe one or, one week old, two weeks old. It hits the distribution center. It sits there for a couple of weeks. It doesn't hit the market
2: until it's five or six weeks old. Seriously,
1: and that beer's in my mind destroyed already. Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> you know? like
2: I used to back in the day when I very first started in craft beer, it was like you heard about these guys who wouldn't drink an IPA that was thirty days old, and I always thought how silly of them. That's 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 ridiculous. You know, that's just being a nitpicker. Well, it, now it I'm starting learn, to yeah. realize why that. Exists why that is. It's
1: it's the beard it doesn't spoil, right? It's not like it goes it doesn't go sour, it doesn't turn rancid. It just it it loses its brightness, it loses its that sort of magical flutter that you get on fresh IPAs. Yeah. It loses that. Yeah. And uh yeah, I was I was up in Corvallis, Oregon, uh with my brother and uh um you know he had his whole fridge stocked full of these awesome IPAs. Much a blind uh, pig. <laughs> like, uh, well, I'm up in Oregon. In. It was like, you yeah. know, uh, God, I don't know. It was like Crux and uh, 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 Block 15 and stuff that's like in his area. And I looked at him. I said, "Now, you know," I told him. I said, I, "Realistically, most of those are probably not going to be great." And he's like, "Really?" You know, and, and uh, he, uh, you know, he started opening them, and we kind of went started going through them, and I'm, and he's kind of looking at me, and I and I give him the like like how much do you want to know? Like right now, because I can ruin, you know, I can ruin yeah. beer for you I right now. destroy your If brain. you want me to, you know, and he's like, no, 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 I want to know. I'm like, okay, be careful what you wish for. Right. And so, you know, Started describing some of the flavors and uh, and the aromas that that you get on fresh beer, and we had some fresh beer. No, block, block fifteen was, that he had was crazy fresh, and I brought some Fieldwork beer up there that was super fresh. Nice. And um, we, we opened it and, it, and it you know it's kind of it, almost like it dances, it flutters in your in your in your nose. So he
2: drained half his beer fridge then. <laughs> oh, <afterwards>. We started <laughs> opening them,
1: and a- after I kind of we, we walked through like okay, this is that oxidation flavor. Yeah. And we started opening bottles. It was like. They were all oxidized, and he, no and he sure. looks at me and he goes, "Shit, you ruined beer for me." That's that eighteen-inch dick <laughs> wish, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish I had a huge eighteen-inch dick. Oh, what have I done? This is a terrible mistake. Yeah, oh just God. just like that, Lee. Yeah. Just <laughs> Well, hey, you try living with a three-inch <laughs> dick. <laughs> oh. well, cheers, you all. Right, we got Cheer, a new yeah. Bruce cheers, here in front of us to today. Yeah. Yes, cheering to the, the
0: beers and not that other comment.
2: Yeah, we're cheering this. Actually, this is a really cute one. It's That's got a kitty, t- it's got a so, little kitty cat on it. So label. normally
0: I don't think I'd pass around labels, but I just love how stupid this one looks. It's adorable. And I, I use stupid in like a kind way. This is Sparkle S- Muffin. Sparkle Muffin yeah. by Revision Brewery. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, they they had this beer on tap up at the uh, Hop Grenade. Oh, they did. Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: was it on it wasn't on the thing, was it? No.
1: I was not in the, in no, the uh, not in the blind tasting, no. The,
2: Hazy, clear, tasting thing.
1: No, but it was pretty interesting to walk, watch, uh, like gnarly beer dudes, like some big, you know, heavy set dudes, walk up and order two sparkle muffins. Yeah, right. Could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that? Like, yeah, a, it, I saw it. It was hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Give me the sparkle. Muffin. I didn't even. Um. Know, I didn't know the beer was on tap, and so I, you know, I, I heard just this, you know, big gruff voice order two sparkle muffins, and I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I turned around like, what, what is?
0: And I look, he's like,
1: oh, revision beer, red. <laughs> But yeah, this beer is awesome.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was really nice. Like it's, I got this. I, I went home this last weekend for, um, family member's birthday, and um, I was gonna make the trek up to Fresno because Fresno is my usual place for in the valley. I'm from Lemoore originally. Okay. Re- usual place in the valley for for good and like different beers and IPAs, but uh, like la- like the last day Monday, I saw an advert for this Rosie's Market in Visalia. Mm-hmm. Which is a much easier round trip to kind of going back and get back on the, the forty one, and yeah, they had this. They had a couple of new glories. Uh, I was, it was awesome. I'm super happy to get them.
2: Yeah, they're they're killing it right now. And that's uh, got to be one of the breweries. Kitty Cats, Sparkle Muffin. Well,
0: I was reading their uh their website, and I guess I guess I'm not shocked because I've only recently seen them, but I didn't know they were only coming up on one year.
1: Yeah, they're new. So oh. their their owner uh owner brewer um is the old head brewer. Well, one of the founders, I believe, of uh, um, Knee Deep.
0: Oh wow! I okay. can see that so, Knee Deep's so making some great uh, stuff. I can too. see that with the label art and with the beer. Yeah. So Jer-
1: Jeremy Warren is his name. Um, he, uh, yeah, he moved out to uh, I think Sparks, Nevada, Nevada. Um, which is which you, I don't know. Nevada sounds far, right? But Sparks is actually pretty pretty close to California.
0: I think I looked it up, and it's right. It's like right next to Reno. So yeah. it's on the yep. like on the Tahoe border. Yep. And exactly. And so.
1: Uh, where Auburn is, which is where uh, New Deep. Deep is located, as well as Moonraker, um, is I, I, God maybe an hour from like Reno Sparks area, sure. maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Like it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty close drive. So um, yeah, but it, that I know that that you know that project's been in uh, in the works for a while because I remember just hearing about it because originally he was supposed to open I think somewhere in like West Sacramento or East Sacramento one of the um, kind of the outskirts of Sac originally, and he was all set to build out there. And then some stuff with the city, I think, didn't work out. And then he moved, you know, the project to Sparks. And um, his beer is killer, man. I, I dig it. Every, everything I've had from yeah, awesome. I've been having some pretty good luck with them too. No, yeah, I've,
0: I've definitely enjoyed everything that they put out.
2: Um, yeah, I never noticed that though. They are. I mean, I I noticed that they
0: were out there now. I just know that they were only a year old. Well, I mean, you just it's I, it's surprising I, to hear yeah. after a year that they have bottles. What, six, six and a half hours away? Yeah. Like, they they obviously started off with a big vision that was, uh, was, was was ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. ambitious. Uh, speaking of, uh, ambitious and realizations and other things, I'm bad at transitions. Um, (laughs) one thing that is a bit of old news, but I think is still interesting to talk about is the merger between Tappet Brewing and Santa Maria Brewing Co. Right. Uh, according to the Slow Tribune, uh, Santa Maria Brewing Co. will own all the rights and assets of Tapit Brewing, but they want to sustain the Tapit brand as well as keep the tasting room and all staff on board. So I'm guessing that over off of Tank Farm, it'll still be Tappet. It. Mm-hmm. It'll just be owned. And- Which I don't fully understand why they would want to do that, really. I mean,
2: if you're trying to grow the brand, why not just change the brand, you know, take over the brewery Yeah, if you need the space or the equipment or whatever. I mean, ta- uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I, no, I you know, I
1: think... It's uh, you know, and I, and I so Ryan, the brewmaster at Tap It, is is a friend of mine. I I like him. You know, the ownership is obviously changed. Ownership now, um, but I, I don't think there's any you know from from Santa Maria uh, from their perspective to buy the brand and sort of keep it as is for now. I mean, no harm, no foul, right? If mm-hmm. they, now are are they going to continue that forever? I mean, who knows? You know, but to 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 buy it and to keep it that way for now, I think is. Is no risk, and they can kind of see if they, you know, and I and I don't know how their sales are doing or anything like that. But if they're if they think that they can take that brand and kind of pump some new life into it, then why not? And then if it doesn't work and they and they scrap it and they want to bring it under the Santa Maria brand or
2: whatever, I mean, it's you know, sort of no harm, no foul. And I guess worst case scenario, they can always contract brew Santa Maria beer for a while if they need this. uh, See, that's Santa Maria has a. They
0: opened a. Pretty big yeah. production brewery, is that, I think. Is
2: that operating, though? I don't know if it's operating yet. I don't know. What? The one on Skyway or something like
0: that? One of the things like, I was thinking about when this was all happening down is they op- they opened up a new place in Paso. They're opening up a place in the Tascadero. Uh, I don't think they have AG, but they have Napomo. Yeah, I think this was just kind of like they're building a chain up to Santa Maria, <laughs> yeah. but because there are so many breweries in San Luis Obispo already that are doing well and kind of have like their market, they and because I, rent is crazy out here, Probably wasn't business wise, or I guess financially intelligent to just open up a brand new building. So maybe their their correspondence with Tapit is to have some sort of presence in San Luis Obispo at the start without having to put as much of a cost. Well, I say as much of a cost, and I assume it's not cheap to buy Tapit Brewing. I don't know. I don't (laughs) know the actual numbers,
2: but I heard, I heard that they were asking for three million dollars. I have no clue what they actually got or any of that stuff. Yeah,
1: I, I can say you know, kind of in the middle of uh, <laughs> a large expansion plan uh, project right now. That that's not a crazy number. You know? Nope. I mean, just for the just for the equipment and the uh, you know the, all the all the overhead completely stuff, built out stuff ready to go. The,
0: yeah, it's all plumbed and everything's ready. Nice to roll. canning or bottling line. Not, it's not. A, it's not a crazy
2: number. Yeah,
0: I believe it. Yeah, but so I don't. Again, this this story was released what I think late last month, maybe late December. This has been out for a while, so I don't, I haven't, I haven't been atop it in a while, so I don't know how much has changed since this. Uh, either of you guys? No, I actually haven't. Unfortunately, it's on it's on the way home from yeah. work, and I'm still just yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so other news I thought was interesting, at least locally, is the area will be getting some more, potentially some more great American. Great American Beer Festival gold medal winning beer, uh, again recently Captain Fatty's out of Goleta, California, has started hitting the shelves here in San Luis Obispo yeah. County. Yeah. Uh, they won uh, the gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival for Calliope, their Berliner style Weiss. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the category. And uh, actually, I was checking up on social media. I think either today or yesterday, they were releasing that beer Friday oh, uh, cool. at their brewery. So I don't. I know they usually only do in-house releases, but it's still good to see that that. Is continually like it'll be out there, and you know, maybe one of these days we'll be able to see that. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on having all of like seeing these other these other local breweries that are really doing well on a national competition being able to get distributed up here up, up north past Santa Maria and past the county line?
2: You know, I saw uh, Captain Fatty's over at High Street, and both beers there, neither of them were the Goliath. yeah. So, but they were still, you know, decently made brewskis. So I enjoyed a couple of them. Um, yeah,
1: and they're—I uh, believe their brewer, not their owner, but their brewer—is uh, Jason Osborne, uh, who comes to the Slobs. Meetings. Yeah, yeah, you can probably met Jason. Yeah. Uh, Slobs are the local homebrew club here uh, in town, and so I, yeah, that was the that was the group that I kind of, um, you know, sort of was a part of when I was when I was cutting my teeth on, on homebrewing, um, and yeah, Jason was one of the you know one of the guys, incredibly smart guy, uh, sort of an engineering type. Um, um, just a very smart guy makes good beer and so when I saw that he was you know part of Captain Fatties I'm, I'm not surprised that they're you know that they're doing it yeah. yeah.
0: um, along those those same uh, lines Lee of what you were saying earlier I I went into CalFresh and saw that they had Calypso which was their cucumber sour and in my head I thought that because I remember it was like Oh, something oh. was a C or a K. Yeah, okay. And I remember I bought a six pack and I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. This is like their gold medal winning beer. <laughs> I couldn't remember the style. Like I, I looked this up so long ago. Mm-hmm. So I went and had a, it was even funny as the fact that I'm not even a huge fan of cucumber. So I'm like, it's a cucumber beer but it's like, it's supposed to be good so let's try this. It was very good. I'm not I'm not disparaging it but I, I still laugh at the fact that. So, uh,
2: Brendan, do you see a uh, cucumber a la Tarte on the horizon? I actually love cucumber beers.
1: Um, one of the best ones I've ever had was from uh, Creature Comfort uh, out in uh, Athens, Georgia. Um, those guys actually were were in town for the Firestone Invitational, and they were all hanging out. Oh, at dude, I had that. Was that right? at Firestone? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that it was, was so that was
2: the beer. Good. Good. It was the, the beer because it was fucking hard as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously that was yeah, that, yeah. That one that was, was a awesome. uh,
1: that one stuck with me. You know, <laughs> for a long mm-hmm. time after that festival. In fact, Adam. Who is their uh, owner and brewer? Uh, I-, I reached out to him. And was like, dude, how how like what did you do to make that beer? It's it was a sea salt and cucumber goza, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and for those that don't know, a goza is basically a, um, a, a lactic sort of uh, acidity on a on a wheat beer, but it's very similar to a Berliner Weiss, but it has salt in it, mm-hmm. um, and so that that salinity just rounds out the palate and and the
0: cucumber was just like so bright, man. It was yeah. it was awesome. It was super refreshing. I don't I don't know why, but I my I feel it's always weird with my palate because you mentioned the goza. I, I love super hoppy IPAs, dark like stouts, barley wines, all this crazy stuff and gozos and i feel like that's mm. such like a weird outlier considering abv yeah. heaviness and flavor but something yeah. about that is just i, I love that yeah. kind of like
1: refreshing yeah it's always so champagne like nice. sort of uh effervescence and acidity to it it's yeah they're 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 fun and uh you know we've, we've we do a berliner weiss that's kind of our our base beer um for uh the fruited versions that we do. It's called a la tart. We do a passion fruit a la tart. We've done a raspberry, a mango, uh um, the one that we actually have on tap right now is uh, sort of a pog juice um version right. that we actually bumped up to seven percent. Um, you know, those those beers, I think, you know, so the the method that most people are using to make those beers right now is kettle souring. And what that means is that um you know, essentially the beer is mashed, the, you know, the, the first part of the of the brewing process is all the same, and you get to the part where you would normally boil, and instead of boiling and adding hops, um, you are adding bacteria and, and doing a very, very fast souring of that beer overnight, um, and it's, you know, they're, they, they lack the complexity and the depth of these long barrel aged sours, but you get acidity, like, overnight, literally overnight,
0: like, you're the absolute person to correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I also also remember reading on like kettle sours is with a kettle sour, you're gonna have like a more consistent kind of like acidic or flavor and something like that. Where if you do like a regular long boil like sour or wild ale, you're gonna have different bite. flavors like like nuanced but like yes. right. every time. Yeah,
1: there I you know, I think one of the one of the one of the big uh, flavor components of of barrel aged sours is the Britannomyces yeast. Um, and Britannomyces yeast is very different than Saccharomyces yeast, which is kind of the traditional ale strain. Um, and, uh, you know, I've heard, I've heard, uh, brewer's yeast, traditional brewer's yeast, Saccharomyces described as, um, being very dog-like you can train it, you know, and, and you can get it to do what you want. Oh, I like and those. most kettle sour yeah. beers are just, are, are lactobacillus, um, you know, uh, into, into beer that, or into wort or liquid that, that sours very quickly overnight. So all it is, is that lactic acidity. And then you ferment that with traditional Saccharomyces brewer's yeast. And so it is, it, that is, you're, you're, you're correct. It is basically just that sort of sour note and then a clean fermentation. So is a uh, Britannomyces is, more cat-like? Yes. So, yeah. yeah so so sac, the... <laughs> sac, is, is very dog-like. You can be trained and taught what to do. And, and Britannomyces is a cat and I love cats. I'm a cat guy. And cats are assholes. Yeah, They'll, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're assholes. your best buddy. and Then they scratch your face off. So basically, Brent, you,
2: you know. once you uh, get five or six cats around, you can blend them all into one. Yeah. you know, delicious <laughs> but flavor. It is, you know, they're they're,
1: they're more squirrely, and it, they, you know, uh, which is why really a sour sour beer maker um, is a, the true skill in sour beer brewing. In my opinion, is blending. Right. Um, you know, those guys they they don't even call themselves brewers. A lot of times they just call themselves blenders. Um, and you know, that, that is the art in sour beer making. You get it, you get a couple of barrels that are just acid bombs and you're like, well, we can't use that until you, you know, you go through the whole stock and you go, well, these are also maybe not acidic enough. And so it's that finding the, you know, the, the right components to make, to make those flavors They're They're absolutely more variable and squirrely and wild than, than kettle sours. Kettle sours are very predictable, Um, As long as you, you know, uh, there are certain parameters that you have to kind of still maintain. You have to keep oxygen out. um, Otherwise, you can get, um, you know, more acetic acid production from some of the bacteria and yeast. Um, You can, uh, 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 you know, the pH uh, during the souring process is super important to keep low enough to inhibit the bacterial growth. Uh, So there, as long as you, you know, understand those parameters and you're you're hitting those every time, it's super consistent. We've had... Um, we've done these god probably 20, 20, 20 times or so 20 30 times and it's it's so predictable and the acidity is so clean that it there's they're almost they're one dimensional which is why we then take the you know liberty with uh copious amounts of fruit puree usually right. <laughs> to get to get a little bit of depth in the beer to add something to the acidity
2: have you found that the that the time frame is consistent then from like you know inoculating whatever bacteria it's usually 24 hours and it's just right on the button
1: yeah usually you know we 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 actually we just for the it's funny you ask that now we just had our first um kettle soured beer that the next morning sort of wasn't sour uh and you know i'm asking i'm talking to the i'm out of town i'm up in san francisco is this this like
2: (laughs) consistent mash ph or i guess like kettle ph and yeah we take ph as well yeah
1: ph isn't a total picture of Of, of the sourness of the beer because there are certain acids that are more sour than others. Lactic acid is less sour than acetic acid. Um, so if, you know, by just... But if you're using a pure, pure culture of lactobacillus and you are, uh, you know, pitching at the same temperature and you're keeping ox as long as your process is consistent right. and you're adding a specific culture, you should get consistent results. Yeah. But, but if you sour a wort, um, you know, with... Uh, something other than a pure culture, and I sour it with a pure culture. Even though our pHs might be the same, it the, may very the well perceived be totally, yeah. uh, the total acidity, you know,
2: it, may, it could be different. So it's kind of like libertine with their cool ships, having this random inoculation, whereas you guys are doing a little more controlled. Well, yeah, it's
1: just I mean, and, we, and I honestly, I I I I prefer the barrel aged sort of squirrely wild ales. I just I prefer that depth and complexity. Um, it's just, you have to have space dedicated to it. You have to have equipment dedicated to it. You have to have, um, you know, a, a, there are a lot of things that have to be in place in order to make those. Right. Um, and, and kettle souring is something that almost anybody can do, um, because it, your brewery stays clean because you, you sour in the kettle and then you boil in the kettle and all that bacteria is killed before it goes into your tanks.
2: I think I might try that soon—a little Berliner vice or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be fun. Maybe I'll make you a goza, huh? Would that make you happy? <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely. That's how you keep your job on the show. It'll <laughs> <laughs> um, be my
2: guinea pig. You gotta drink it, no matter how bad it is. Oh yes,
0: got to. Oh <laughs> Oops. no, Oops.
2: too much salt. Sorry if I get too nerdy here. I,
0: I don't know. Uh, oh, exactly no. the like. I'm again. I, I will say this to the cows come home. We I appreciate you coming on so much, and <laughs> well, we're not done. done. We got a long time. But we still got a lot of stuff to go through. Um, part of the problem is I. Whenever he starts getting nerdy, is when I start paying
2: attention. <laughs> so like, well, yeah. it's,
1: it's 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 so it's funny because I'll 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 do that. I'll you know if somebody wants to talk process with me. It's like I lock in and I'm like yeah. that's my that's my happy place. Yeah. And so but, but you got you have to be careful because you know I've also gotten into that my happy place and looked at someone else and their eyes are and Oh and yeah, it happens all the time. That <laughs> you
2: know? happens all the time. To me. Because I'm like, oh, you want to talk? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk. I just learned this from Brendan. Let me tell you about it. Let's talk about enzyme activity in the mash.
1: And people's (laughs) eyes are like, yeah. So Um, So
2: speaking of enzyme activity, what about like an exogenous enzyme for making like a a, like a light American lager or something?
1: Are you talking dirty to me? A little bit. Exogenous. (laughs) What did you call me? Uh, Honestly, I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Uh, you <laughs> know, is- like let's say you want to like okay, so you want to really dry out a beer a shitload. Yep. Is that something that that I, I don't? I, I think I feel like a lot of the craft beer movement is kind of going to be moving towards a little bit more lager and stuff like that, and maybe even light American lager kind of things.
1: We 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 definitely uh i we use enzyme in a couple of our beers. Um, yeah. We use uh, amylase enzyme which uh. Which helps break down some of the more complex sugars into more simple sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, we we use it in the mash uh, on uh, uh, a couple of our beers, and we actually used it in our triple IPA, our anniversary beer. Um, that beer finished uh, for those who you know sort of understand the um, specific gravity scale. Uh, it finished at one point. I think it was four or five Play-Doh. Okay which is 1.45. That's really low. It's incredibly that's low. It's super low. It's actually the lo- it finished lower than our pilsner does. Holy oh wow. I mean it started at 22 plato, so, for so that Humber's thing's about
2: So the is It's about 10. Like six. 10 yeah. 10, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. it's crazy crazy dry. Um wow. Yeah, and the, the is, ho- what you're you're treading on like course like territory.
1: Yeah, except it's it's a triple IPA that's eleven and a half percent. Dude, that's that's you know, insane. dry hopped with six and a half pounds per barrel that So is, do you have you know. to use <laughs> a it doesn't um, taste like corselite, although although it finishes with less sugar. But you're kinda of of
2: super yeast for that then or just or, or, cal ale our Ale. Ca,
1: cal Ale is mm-hmm. a monster, man. Yeah. Um yeah, that beer is you know, to me it's incredibly important to get um to get dry like that because alcohol um, alcohol has a viscosity to it. It has uh, almost a sweetness to it. Right. So, that, if you have an 11% beer, it's going to taste sweet. Which was the
2: issue with the Carib Brew Lou. I wanted to get it at 12%. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I wanted to dry it as far out as I could, with especially with that lactose addition in there. Um, but... You know, it just it just, wouldn't. It just <laughs> well, wouldn't. You
1: put lactose in it, of course, it's not. Really well, no, good. I mean,
2: I I actually had the lactose, and maybe you can answer this for me. And I don't want to get too nerdy. Please, please there.
0: continue, both but, of you. <laughs> this, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is by far the best one we've ever done. It's not even kind of close. I, I, I,
2: I tried not to. I didn't want to stress the yeast, you know, mm-hmm. which I ended up ultimately doing anyways because I had temperature fluctuations that were just uncontrollable. Um, with our cold season coming in, um. But uh, I didn't add the lactose till the end, so caking, because I didn't want to have an additional thing that the yeast couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. You know, so I low, low mash, low I mash. I don't, I don't,
1: I think, and I, and honestly, this would be more a question for an organic chemist. Uh, but I, my understanding of it is that the yeast basically will just ignore it because they can't metabolize it. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't think they spend energy or resources or or. You know, time really sifting through that. I think right. they, 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 you know, they, they attack the things that they can metabolize, right. um, and it's like it's just something in there that they can't metabolize. I don't, I don't think they spend a whole lot no, of time. They like take you know, the really and be I like, don't. "Hey, what the fuck is this?" You know? <laughs> hey, I can't, I can't eat this brick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if I threw, if I put a brick on your plate next to your steak, you would just not eat the brick. <sighs> <laughs> well, you might, you might try. I might try. Yeah. You
2: know, there's been times where you'll be like working in the yard. You have a beer in one hand and a brick in the other, and you try to try to drink the <laughs> yeah, brick. Okay, I've done that. You know? yeah, You've done I've that, definitely right? Definitely done it. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, quickly, while we have some downtime, I want to introduce this next beer that we poured. Um, this one was really interesting, based off the, I guess, style, whether how truthful it is or not. Yeah, right. But I this is from, that too. yeah. So it's a Game of Thrones named beer, House Martell from Stormbreaker up in Washington. And it is a New England-style pale ale. Not IPA, not double IPA, just New England-style pale ale. And I don't think I've seen that before. I've never seen it before.
3: Um, I mean,
1: Trillium makes, like, a pale, they, they make pale ales that they call pale ales. I mean, technically those do you have
0: good. a secret place around here that sells Trillium? I tril- don't see much <laughs> Trillium. But is Trillium, like, only doing New England and that's it? That's all they do. Well, no, 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 that's not all they do. They,
2: no, they have, hazy, they have other the beers. But no, it, but they, have, they have barrel-aged I mean, affogato, which they sells for make, $400 per bottle. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But you can make a pale ale, and you can also make a hazy IPA.
0: No, that's true. I, yeah. I, I mean, but those,
2: why are you calling uh, it a hazy pale ale? Was yeah, the and, my I, and
1: I, I think the, the point here is that Pale ale isn't super marketable.
0: And why (laughs) I'm sorry, did did you just say the pale ale isn't marketable? Uh,
1: (laughs) It's only marketable if you have a favorite style. It's my favorite style in the world. And I that
0: answers one of my questions for later.
1: I yeah. (laughs) Well, we almost you know, to back up, we you know, we Monterey Street Pale Ale is one of our best selling beers. It's our you know, most awarded beer we've got three medals in a row at gabf with it uh gold silver and then gold so i i, I mean i love pale ale i mean it is absolutely it's the when i when i was home brewing it was it was probably half of the brew days i ever had yeah. Pale ale, it'd be like pale ale, something else. IPA, pale ale, pale ale, you know. I mean, that was it, and, and really, Monterey Street is that recipe. It's just different hops because Citra and Mosaic and Galaxy and these new school hops weren't available when I was homebrewing, and so back then it was,
0: you know, Simcoe and Centennial. Um, Damn, was it the same ratio, or we won't, yeah, we won't it's, the it's, it's the
1: exact same percentages on the malt. Um, the and I and I actually, uh I was thinking about that a while ago, and so I calculated out the, uh, um, you know, scaled up what my old homebrew recipe was. It's it's a basically Monterey's. It's the same dosing for hops, also. Oh um, sure. Or like is, alpha acids, yeah. basically. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, when I was <laughs> when I was homebrewing it, I was always told by by BJCP judges, um, <laughs> uh, Jason actually of uh, from Captive Fatties, yeah. was always one of the guys. It's way too hoppy for a pale ale. And I'm like, like, I'm like that's like your opinion, man.
2: But this is
0: already a late warning. Don't wear headphones while you watch because that, that's gonna deafen you right there. <laughs> but but ser- but seriously, like I even like our club president uh, uh, Dave
1: Lowe at the time. You know, um, we were at uh, the SoCal Homebrew Fest, and you know he was sitting there telling me about how my pale ale is too hoppy for an American pale ale. And you know I'm sitting, and we're, and we're going on for probably ten minutes. Compared about to it.
2: Sierra Nevada, I mean,
1: yeah, it's more hoppy than Sierra Nevada for yeah. sure. Okay, but if you read the style guidelines, it's moderate uh, hop flavor, moderate to high hop aroma, moderate to high. Right? Those are that's those are that leaves room for that. Like, sounds to me like high is a moderate to high. <laughs> yeah. Right? So like yeah. I mean, if now listen, if the beer's astringent, if it's out of balance, if it's if it's not good, right? If the rest of it, if all the other pieces don't work. Then okay, then it's too bitter or it's too astringent, but too hoppy, like I, right. like there's too much hop flavor and aroma in this balanced beer. Like that's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> and as I'm having these arguments with you know uh, with people, I'm like I look down at, at SoCal Homebrew Fest and I, I look down at Dave and I go, "What are, what are you drinking?" He goes, "Well, I'm drinking your beer, but I'm just saying it's too hoppy." And I'm like, "That's all I needed to know." Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's six beers on tap here that we're pouring from the club. And you're drinking that beer. You you say it doesn't fit in this neat little style guideline, which is fine. You know, if you don't, if you think that, but this st- and I I would argue that the style has moved now, because right. back then it was Pale Thirty One that was cleaning house from Firestone, and and that right. beer's beautiful, but it's if you have it next to Monterey Street Pale Ale, it's 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 tame. You know, I mean Monterey Street Pale Ale is it's aggressively hopped, but it it the, but it still works. The balance still works. There's you know, it's soft. It's not bitter. It's just very, very aroma and flavor-driven.
0: So you don't strike me at all as a spiteful person, but if we were able to somehow get you <laughs> lanyards that you could put the metals on and then walk back up to these people, <laughs> how, com- how comfortable oh. would you be like, oh, are they too hopping now?
2: <laughs> well,
1: you know, interestingly, uh, we had someone in the brewery uh, who works at a brewery locally, and they're my buddies. I'm not going to call them out right now. But we were carving Monterey Street uh, pale ale, we were carving the batch that we entered into GABF and ultimately won a gold medal with this year. No big deal. Um, <laughs> no, no <laughs> yeah. big deal. Um, and we were, there was that batch. We were, now this is, oh, granted, it's one day old. We, we just transferred it. We're carving it. Right. And, uh, you know, and so it's it's at its most sort of hoppy at that time. And as we're carving it, um, you know, like, you know, my buddies are sitting at the bar. Hey, you guys want to try this? And, uh, you know, this this guy, he's a, he's, he's a friend of mine, but, I, you know, I, I don't know him super well. He, uh, he looks at me. and He goes, "You call this an American paleo?" I was like, uh, "Well, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know." So what we entered it as. He goes, "No judge in their in their right mind would call this an American paleo." What I'm would like, they call it? I'm like, I'd, like I, I don't know. If I agree with you, I think judges have called this an American paleo <laughs> and a pretty good one, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> but but I think you know it's it's, it's would, they, would they call it an IPA or what was he saying? Well, that's like the it thing. Was...
1: It's 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 not. It's, so that beer is not a session IPA. It's five and a half percent. And so you're, that's a super cheater session IPA, right? Because yeah, you got to be below four, four right, below, right. I think is kind of the accepted, um, you know, level there. Uh, and it's certainly not an IPA at five and a half percent. It's a super hop forward American pale ale. I mean, I don't yeah. don't know what else it could be, you know. And, and you know, over the course of a couple weeks, when you get that thing away from transfer day into the bright tank. That's
2: true. After it's, three weeks of four weeks of it, sitting yeah, around. Yeah, and
1: it's. You know, and, and to me you don't you don't brew beer for any one specific time. You you brew it so that when it comes out, it's great. You know, in a week or two usually it's like peaking and hits its prime. It has a couple weeks where it sort of starts to slide down. And then in like six weeks it's dead. Which is when they judge
0: these things. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> um so okay, okay. I again I, you don't know me that well, but you can tell I'm a little bit snarky you say that they don't brew beers for certain times the style size on would like to have a word with you cuz from what again you can you can correct me on this cuz you definitely know more than me but i always remember that was like they brewed it in the winter first or it was, it was oh
1: bre- yeah yes I, well i think seasonal brewing is is
0: no is I i'm i'm super yeah. i'm just a goofy shithead and i was that was the, the smart ass comment that popped in my head Facetious bastard exactly He's i just like,
1: mean like if i brew a beer today i'm not brewing it for january or uh, march 12th yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I'm brewing it for like March 10th. <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> actually, for our anniversary. Yes, that's what I mean. So I mean, sometimes, and that's you know, I mean, there is a window, and I think sometimes targeting the middle of that window for an event is not a bad idea. But I mean,
2: when you when you make a beer for JABF, you 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 plan the beer for JABF. Right. Well, when I mean, we, it's do- not like, Oh, we're happening to make modern street today. No, I we- didn't know that we were going to make that right now and put it in JBF, <laughs> yes. but like you kind of backdated a little bit. I'm sure to for, understand for, com- your- for
1: competition. We, we brew everything at the very, very, very last minute. Yeah, Because those, like I mentioned earlier, those, those beers are, are not judged for five to six weeks. And so we're just trying to get every last, every day counts. And so, you know, the second you pull the beer off of the hops, um, the clock starts ticking. So and I so, got,
2: uh, I got NHC coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever had a situation where, because of whatever reason, now your, your time frame that you wanted to go with is now screwed up. And now it's a uh, crunch time and you're trying to force a beer to finish and get ready for uh, entry. Uh, not, I mean, we haven't, we,
1: you know, we have months to plan for competition. So right. that hasn't happened for competition, but that happens all the time in yeah, the group, where I'm like, <laughs> Oh crap. I got like, nine days to get this beer out. Um, in fact, I think it was two years ago, our triple IPA. I think I had 12 days to get it out, finished, and into bottle. Brewed
2: and out and yeah, bottled? Holy like shit. to
1: bottle day. For a
2: triple IPA. For a
1: triple IPA. That's not ideal. That's um, not ideal at all. But, you know, we kind of pulled out all the stops on things that we thought would help it to, you know, ferment it a little colder at first to try to keep, you know, the fusils and the alcohol in check. Just crank
2: um, up the heat of shit, and then
1: ramp it up at the end so it finishes quicker. Um, you know, uh, dry hop the living bejesus out of it, but go for a shorter time frame mm-hmm. uh, on the dry hops and all these things. We got that beer out in twelve days, and it was amazing. Um, you know, I think in understanding the process was this was, the
2: triple from um, the anniversary trip? It was two years ago. It was the first one we
1: did, yeah. which is why it was, which is the only, which is why it was kind of uh, rushed because mm-hmm. it was kind of a like. Like, what are we, gonna, we were gonna Yeah, well, we were gonna we were gonna use uh some beer that we had had um, from the year before. I think that they had done um, that we had had uh, in barrels, and we were kind of trying to deep, we're trying to do variants. a little blend of the, some of the old Scotch, yeah. and then like it wasn't. It's was kind of a last second thought that I had like let's just do a big badass triple IPA, and it was like how much time do we have? It was like. 12 days.
2: And that's kind of become <laughs> your thing now, I guess. So all, it seems like all your uh, new anniversary beers are triple IPA. They have been yeah. since that since yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so, as a, so as a bit of an easier transition, uh, as we talk about the triple IPA, as we talk about the anniversary, kind of as we mentioned briefly earlier, is that coming up on March 10th is Central Coast Brewing's 20th anniversary. Congratulations, you guys. That's no easy feat, I can imagine. Especially starting in 1998 when I, I was a five and <laughs> yeah. like craft beer back then i imagine was not as prolific as it was today so to be going for that long is, is is kudos and yeah i i i've only been in this area a couple of years but a lot of what i know is that central coast has is kind of really started to shine on your back uh you mentioned earlier that you went to firestone a little bit of your background that i do know is you Originally used to work at Central Coast, went to Firestone, and came back, or no? Like
1: so, yeah. Let me. I'll kind of. That's this is a you know sort of this this topic has a lot of points. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. I'll I just I'll kind of start at the beginning. You know, Central Coast Brewing was opened you know 20 years ago. Um, when it first opened, it was just a brew on premise. So customers came in and made their own beer at Central Coast, and it was you know extract um, uh, you know homebrew basically, uh, and you know they got a very very small four barrel brewing system. Um, to just have other beer to taste when people came in and made their own beer. And it was, they would brew maybe once every couple weeks and it was a super small scale. And uh, you know that in, in back then there was a lot of brew on premise locations throughout the States and uh, central coast brewing uh, eventually, you know, George, the owner um, eventually got the equipment that we have now about 12 years ago. And so it was a brew pub that had gone out of business actually in Nicaragua and George is, you know, the, the king of finding the deals online and, you know, hey, I found this on, you know, it's, this business went <laughs> out of business Fucking and he, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, you know, for the price and it's a JV Northwest um, system. It's one of the, you know, big manufacturers in the United States. It's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's 15 years old now, at least, but I'm um, assuming a third of the costs were shipping. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what it was shipping wise, but I know that it was probably, you know, 20 cents on the dollar for what you would have paid for something new. Um, and, you know, and, and, and honestly, when they bought it, it was like, it was such a good deal that he just bought it. And they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't, I mean, they their brewer had like that left, I think basically right after they bought that equipment. They had these, I think, plans to just take the chai ale and just brew it like exclusively on that system and have that be the thing. And then the kind of relationship with the guy who made the chai, you know, kind of, crumbled and it's like and the, the equipment was just there and you know the uh Aaron who was the the old brewer there um at the time you know he had never brewed anywhere else and so they were they were kind of just you know paddling along and they were probably brewing at 20 percent capacity um and you know this was probably god eight eight years ago now or something yeah. um and I was just it, it, this by this time I had started you know home brewing like crazy um, and I was just every, every waking moment that I had, I started homebrewing. And I actually, uh, I knew George, uh, who's the, the owner, um, because I worked with him at Honda. Uh, George is the part owner at the Honda dealership here in town. Oh, wow. And so I was like working in the parts department. I was, uh, you know, this was 12 or th- maybe 13, 14 years ago that I worked uh, with him at Honda. And so, you know, fast forward to me just getting obsessed with homebrewing and I'm trying, and I'm finishing school at Cal Poly. And, um, and so I, 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 uh, I, I actually hit up George like, Hey, you know, I'm just, I'm obsessed with brewing. I know you have this little brewery. Um, and, uh, if I could just kind of come help out a little bit part-time, that'd be sweet. You know, while I finish school and figure out what real job I want to do. And and, I mean, seriously, and, 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 you know, as, as, and I, and I didn't know what I was doing at that time. Um, I didn't know how to run commercial equipment, um, but I understood fermentation. I understood, you know, raw materials. I understood the science behind brewing because I was obsessed with it. It was all, it was the only thing I wanted to do. And, um. you know, it was right about the time uh, that I graduated that I had gotten a uh, phone call from a friend of mine who is now the head engineer at Firestone. And, you know, Matt Brinoldson, who's the brewmaster there, they, they started looking for, you know, brewers because they were expanding. And, uh, you know, I had sort of two people had, I think, independently kind of mentioned my name to Matt. And so, um, Mark called me, my, 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 friend called me and said, you know, if, asked me if I wanted a job at Firestone. This was like, I had just finished graduating, Damn. you know, school uh, at, at Cal Poly with a marketing degree. And it was like, the only thing I wanted to do was brew. The last thing I wanted to do was like sit in a, you know, cubicle and, enter mm-hmm. data into spreadsheets. I and mean, a marketing just... degree is a sales degree. You're going to be a <laughs> salesman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right I on mean, doing that stuff, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I ended up ultimately taking that, you know, going up and interviewing and taking that job. And um, uh, I was there for about three years and uh, came back to Central Coast Brewing about three years ago. Um, and so, you know, just this is kind of a <laughs> muddled story because the, there's a lot of pieces here. But, you know, the timeline was uh, uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of like, you know, a lot of time in Central Coast Brewing's history. It was not it wasn't a really focus. It was, uh, it was sort of George's hobby and it was this kind of fun thing on the side. And it, and it really wasn't until, you know, I went to Firestone and then I, I came back, I reached out to him Mm -hmm. and I said, Hey, you know, I, I think, um, I think, I think we could do something at your brewery here. And I was, I was working full-time at Firestone and I was still homebrewing on the weekends as a creative outlet. And that was kind of where the conversation started as far as like, I think we could do something here. The yeah. fact
2: that you're brewing professionally and brewing at home is absurd. <laughs> it, it, is, yeah. it is. a little absurd. <laughs> yeah. was, isn't but the rule you don't take your work home with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but I mean, if you think about
1: it, you know, it's if if you love it, right? Yeah. I mean, if you really love the the creative side of brewing, as much as I learned at Firestone, as awesome of an experience as that was, it you know it 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 doesn't give you a creative outlet. It just doesn't.
2: Oh, uh, it's a factory worker. It's, yeah,
1: you're, it, gotcha. and, and listen, I learned more there in three years than, you know, I you could learn probably at any brewery ever. Like right. They run the wheels off that place, and it's a well-oiled machine. Um, but there, it, there isn't creative outlet. And so, for me, I was just, I was homebrewing to get that. Yeah. And that sort of is what dovetailed
0: into. So, what you're saying is you're an artist. <laughs> artiste. <laughs> I, artiste. Yeah. And, and kind of with the timeline that you gave, like, the. This is not, you know, meant to. You're a guest, and I appreciate that. And this isn't meant to like blow smoke up your ass, but like that, that kind of fits in a line with a lot of people that I've talked about. Um, you say you came back three years ago, or you know, with like three, three, three and a half years. Yeah, yeah three yeah. and a half years ago. Um, I remember four years ago, kind of in that time period that you were mentioning, when I tried Central Coast the first time. Like, not again. Not meant to be disparaging, but not. It was not where it's at today. and yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. and I, I remember I think one of the first times I went to CalFresh. Uh, talked with with Nick Darway, and I was like, "Oh, like what, what do you suggest?" And he mentioned Central Coast, and I was a little, I was a little shocked because again, that one a couple times. I went, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it really didn't blow me away. Well, you had to have more than the chai ale. No, no, I definitely, I don't even, I don't even soul, I technically don't even know what chai really is. I stay away from that shit. But it, it, it really, from what I've gathered and the people I've talked to, and ever since I've really tried to get interested in that uh, this kind of field is. All the same thing is is in that last three three and a half year window that place has really skyrocketed in its productivity and its like kind of like professionalism.
2: Well, let me ask you this: Was there any GABF awards before three years ago?
0: <laughs> no. And, and listen, you know I. <laughs>
1: I didn't leave Firestone to to come and be like oh dude it'll be super chill to like go to a small brewery and like not have the stress like I came here to blow doors like I left I left Firestone with the sole intention of coming and blowing this place out of the water For and it sure. was you know and it was it was absolutely you know I, I thought and I and I and I was confident that we could do it and you know it's and it's not just me I and mean, we have a team of brewers there that slay right now. Right. I, mean, I haven't been on the brew deck in, in months, you know, I mean, it's, um, but I think the culture that existed before I got there, um, was very relaxed and it was, and it was, it was chill, bro. You know, like, it was <laughs> like, yeah, man, we'll like make some beer. It's cool. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I, and that's just, that's just not who I am. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I came there, you know, with, with the training at uh, a brewery that, you know, that, you don't fuck around up at Firestone and it's, it's, everything was cool as long as you were perfect, you know? And I, and I brought that in and I, and I, and I tried to kind of, you know, instill that in, in the, in the team that we had and, you know, and start bringing guys in that kind of bought into that culture. And uh, Greg, Greg Bergler, who is kind of my lead brewer um, was the first piece of that. And he, you know, that guy, I, I mean, God, I knew that, that we were going to be okay. Right. When, when I was down, like, we, we had just hired a new brewer and, and he, and we were, and Greg was now training him. You know, after I had trained Greg and we were down doing some, some, you know, some process during the transfer and I'm kind of watching him and right at the same time, we both at the same time, we go, that's probably good. And I kind of looked at him and like, okay, that was cool.
3: And I like walked away and like the <laughs> next, we were doing the
1: next thing and it was like, whatever it was, you know, we were blowing CO2 back out and they were kind of purging through the line. Same, same exact time. We both say again, that's probably good. And I looked at him. I went, "I'll be up in the office, dude." <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice. and so, uh, but yeah, I think creating that culture, um, it took a while. You know, I mean, it was um, for, for when I first started. It was almost kind of like, okay, I didn't, I just didn't want anybody to touch anything. It was like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know why the beer wasn't good, but I know that you know the ones that I've taken through the whole way and just trying to eliminate variables. And then slowly finding out, you know, what that system needed to make great beer, and then being able to teach that to the guys there, and and to have the, you know, uh, we've got an awesome team right now that is just slaying. And now, don't get me wrong, all those GABF medals, most of those all all hang there through the brew days, and I'll mash those in just to just to kind of make <laughs> make sure, you know. But when you come in and taste those beers, it's because you know the team that we have assembled is is. Executing like like I could never even imagine.
2: And I think that's what brewers want. I mean, they like brewer. I feel like brewers crave the uh, information, the the processes, and they they want to make this really amazing product. They just don't know how. A lot of times, <laughs> totally, yeah, you know? yeah, and, I,
1: and I'm a big fan of hiring uh people with no experience and it takes longer to train them
2: so are you saying you're offering me a job
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i said I was, <laughs> I was gonna say i know a lot of people that i can put you in touch with and that's probably not for Shit, your benefit. i shouldn't have said that <laughs> yeah. can we edit that out yeah. uh, <laughs> that no but we'll put in the disclaimer that you know it's it's more of like a, a sentimental statement not a truthful one
1: i will say this though you know greg and eric and skyler um, are the three guys that i've hired um, and then Joe, uh, is, you know, continued to work there from, you know, uh, from the old crew and Joe's also awesome, but, uh, uh, Greg and Eric and Skyler had never brewed anywhere else, yeah, just own brewers. And so, you know, it's, there's something to be said about that blank slate and training guys, you know, that don't know any other way. It does take longer to train them.
2: So now it's the, uh, university of CCB. <laughs>
1: yeah, seriously.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, I, and I never went to brewing
1: school. And so when I, I remember talking to Matt up at Firestone. And kind of, like, being nervous about that whole opportunity and kind of explaining to him, like, well, you know, shit, man, I, I didn't go to brewing school. And, I, you know, and, and he kind of laughed and he's like, you're about to go to the school of
2: Firestone. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> you know? nice. And I did, you know. Yeah. And that was it. Sweet, dude.
0: Um, well, thank, thank you very much for that. That's definitely – that's always so awesome. Alain. Like, I, I, It's one of the few things I, I've – In trying to do this podcast is really get to kind of share the backstories of the people who have really kind of shaped the craft beer scene around here. Uh, As much as I I would love to talk to you for like the next two hours about (laughs) your backstory. I mean, we absolutely could Um, kind of backtracking a little bit, going back to the anniversary, going back to the opening of the new facility in. Uh, on South Hygara. kind of um, as and as much as you can tell us during this entire thing, I know there's some things that probably want to be secrets or some kind of like surprise on the day.
1: I'm terrible at secrets. Okay, no, per- you do have to keep me on track though, because we started talking about that. I'll I'll fishtail off into all sorts of weird shit.
0: But that's the thing, like these like fishtails are awesome. I, I, I would, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I going back a little bit. What comment I did want to make is when we were back, when we were talking about Monterey Street. We had just opened up the I was like, fuck, I should have opened up the Monterey Street. This is the <laughs> yeah, perfect but- beer to drink. So we're doing that now. We're opening up a a um growlette I think technically since it's glass
1: yeah growlette I always like the term
0: growlerina. it's pretty growlerina. <laughs> Um I know <laughs> side tangent this is on this is at the um, the original facility but you guys have a crowler machine going in and I am super excited for that we do we have uh we have actually a crowler machine at
1: both locations um, all right <laughs> yeah really interesting conversation sparked I th- I don't know who somebody posted that we were getting crowlers, and somebody else kind of chimed in on social media Oh, um, dissolved uh, the oxygen. awesome i can't wait to ship them overseas, ship them overseas <laughs> yeah. and or, or just no just across, just across yeah, Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know. just she just shipped them um and then you know stormy chimed in with like oh man and it just it was a really interesting conversation about uh you know the shelf stability of of crowlers and not to you know i don't need to get into it too far but um I do want people to know that crowlers are not filled with the same precision and care as a can off a canning line. Right. Those those crowlers are intended to be to be consumed in a couple days, the same way a growler is.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say because it's it's mostly, I mean, the shift from uh, growlers, growlets to to crowlers is mostly to a cut down any excess light, mm-hmm. um, recyclable, so you don't have to worry about extra ex- excess glass. Yeah, I, I, honestly,
1: I think the the, the biggest. Uh, the, the thing I like the most about them is that it's just, it's not another growler. It's like yeah, I have five that's... million growlers and, and it's like, well, did you just bring them and refill them? Well, how often do you have it with I don't, you? I never yeah. have a growler in my Never. Car. I bring it to my house. I drink yeah. it. I put it in the cupboard. I end up somewhere else. I want to buy one. I go, shit. I don't have my growler. I buy yep. another one. Yep. I bring it home. I drink it. I put it in the... And then mm. like I have a million growlers and a growler is a one-time use. It's a can. You know, to me, that is the... The biggest I, benefit of it. Say,
0: as someone who just went to your brewery two days ago and bought two growlettes, I'm feeling real great about this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> you made a bad investment. <laughs> I owned, I had one of them before, but again, like, I want to show support to the man who make this beer. I want to, like, I thought there would be interesting ones. We also have the uh, Juice Almighty. I got that wrong earlier, but <laughs> yeah. we, have the, we have the Juice Almighty for, for later. We may We may crack that open or just have that privately. Yeah, just so,
1: just so I don't forget.
0: Right. Uh, I'm
1: gonna. Yeah, you asked about Holy the. We have shit. shit. I I told you I brought a lot of beer.
2: You did. Yeah, we don't have to drink it all. It's fine. We have
0: two coolers, completely full. Oh my god! I'm looking at
2: that—four
0: growlers and two uh, growlerinas. <laughs> Lee, yeah. why did you open? Although I'm glad I saw <laughs> oh, that. Right. I saw that I, du- yeah. uh, the Dubel, and I was like, "That's awesome!" I know. Yes. I, I saw that you guys had the the Dubel. Um, how many weeks? I I, I I feel like two, two, three. Uh, it's been out for yeah, probably, probably three weeks. Okay. Um, um. Again, I'm doing side, ta- side tangents now too. <laughs> One thing I've I saw on Instagram, and I'd love as much information as possible. Um, uh, I saw on the on Instagram you guys are doing some sort of sourdough bread based beer.
1: Uh, yeah. So that was the streets of Long Beach. That was the streets of Long Beach. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a collaboration with uh, Long Beach Bre- uh, Beer Lab. Um, and so that's a it's a really cool spot down in Long Beach. Uh, they have, uh, it's Levy and his wife Harmony, and Harmony actually runs a bakery inside the brewery. Okay. And so. Uh, you know they've been they've been big you know fans of ours and they uh, uh, become friends of mine and they were uh, when they came through and we, we did that collaboration they 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 brought a big garbage bag full of uh, sourdough bread and so uh, you know we were talking about what kind of beer we were gonna make we we're gonna do something hoppy in one of the New England styles and he pulls out this giant bag of uh, of sourdough bread like loaves. And he's like, you know, he starts telling me that they put that sourdough in almost every beer they make. And they're, they're almost, they, they do some clean beers, but most of their stuff is um, uh, barrel-aged sour beers. Um, and Levy is actually a microbiologist. And so he's, you know, super savvy on the um, on the scientific side of, the, uh, of, of making sour beer. And so um, we actually did a collaboration with them where we went and brewed a sour beer and then put that into barrels. But... Uh, we also put some sourdough in that mash, and so yeah, the sourdough mash story was just—it was a collaboration with with those guys, and they have uh, um, they have the the bakery inside of their brewery, so it was just kind of a natural natural thing to to add to the beer.
0: Okay, uh, the, the reason I bring that up is um, I've had a few uh, beers with like sourdough mixed in, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. I, I'm a personal fan of sourdough bread, so anytime I kind of see that, I'm like I usually get pretty excited. So it was mm-hmm. awesome to hear that it was. Uh, Streets of LBC, am I correct? Was the name of it?
1: Uh, it was Streets of LBC. So yeah. that actually, uh, our our friends at uh, uh, Beachwood Beachwood uh, Barbecue,
3: uh-huh.
1: um, Julian is uh, you know a friend of mine, and um, they actually have a beer called LBC mm-hmm. that they're that they're putting in cans and that they own the trademark to. Oh, and okay. so up at SF Beer Week, yeah, I saw him. I was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" He kind of pulled me aside. He's like, "Hey, like." ah, you know, it's, it's cool, man. But like, we do own the rights to LBC. I was like, Oh, it's all good. So I, I called the tap room like right then and there. And so we changed it to streets of long beach. Okay. Um, th- but yeah, the beer was originally called streets of LBC. Um, we changed it right at the tail end of it's a, it, it's a one-off beer. It, it right. wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But-
0: no, and uh, another one of the reasons that I, I thought it was so interesting. Cause again, I caught it on social media, caught it on Instagram, I believe. But on that exact same day, and whether or not they were posted on the same day, I'm not, I I kind of kick myself now that go back and check I think this. It was the same day. Yeah. Libertine had also put out a I photo know. of sourdough. Uh, I was like, what, is this, doing? Was, what yeah. is this sourdough craze that everyone's doing? Is it full loaves?
2: And you guys are doing sliced loaves? I forget. How and it Tyler
1: was kind of butthurt about it. I If he's I, if he, if you ever <laughs> listen to this, man, it was kind of funny because he came in and he's like, like, later that day, he's like, you guys are making sourdough beer? I'm like, yeah, dude, like stoked about it, you know? <laughs> He's like, we fucking we made a sourdough beer today. I'm like, oh, that's such like, crazy, really? Like that hat, like on the same day. Yeah, theirs was a collaboration with uh, High Street. High Street, like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I mean, He wasn't butter. It was just, it was, it was pretty funny though. All right, um, so I met, I met two points on this because we can either a go back to the anniversary and the release, but I also had a couple of questions, and because personally to me. One of my favorite things about craft beer is collaborations. I mm-hmm. love that idea. I love that kind of just like I'm so curious how to get those started. But at the same time, like we keep doing these tangents of, of the anniversary party. Let me let me
1: talk about the anniversary yeah, right. party okay. just because
0: that way we can kind of lay, lay it to rest. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: so, yeah, we are, we are having the big blowout grand opening anniversary party at our new location on uh, March 10th. And so that's uh, that's at Six Higera. It's the old slow motorsports for people who are you know from
0: the area. I appreciate you guys opened it around the corner from my house, even yeah. though you had that place before I moved <laughs> here. Right? Right? Right. I just if appreciate maybe you, you
2: moved here because they had that
0: spot. I I, I just appreciate you had
1: me in mind. We've <sighs> had we've had I've had so many people pull me aside and be like, "Thank you so much for opening something there," because there's not a lot out no. on that side of town. And uh, you know they've got Caltrans is 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 right next door to us. And, the, you know, they've got hundreds of employees and everybody everybody I talk to is like, oh, man, we can't wait till you open. Because down that South higuera you know, the lower higuera mm-hmm. area, there, there really
2: isn't anything. I mean, um, there's so, yeah, a couple it, places coming up. I mean, we got Seven Sisters Brewing down there. Nuts. We got uh, Max's thing he's yeah, going to yeah, open yeah. up eventually. Yeah, yeah. What was that, uh? Uh, here is not exist or there is not exist. There does not exist yeah. And Max then, uh, is another great brewer. I don't know that I don't know the, if the rumor mill is correct or not, but I keep hearing about Bonetti Ranch having somebody come into that area doing uh, either Fig Mountain or somebody else jumping up in I that think, spot. I think the Fig so.
1: Mountain ship has sailed, but uh, I
2: think Fig Mountain was originally looking at your guys' spot. Were they not?
1: Uh, I don't. No, I think they were further down the road, but. Uh. But anyways, let me let me just Sorry. finish my plug here. <laughs> Lee, you asshole. Uh, so yeah, March 10th, 1 to 9, uh, or 1 to 10 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, we, we got Brass Mash, who's a really awesome, like, I don't know, like a 10-piece band. They got a trombone. Those guys are killer, uh, yeah. You know, they got the full full band set out there, and they do a whole, all these mashups of popular music. They'll blend, like, Metallica into Katy Perry and these kind of... Yeah, it's it's it sounds weird. Okay, I'm trying to imagine that it sounds weird, but it works.
0: Do they wear the whipped cream bras like from the California <laughs> Girls? I, I will if you show up. Oh, uh, really?
1: But uh, no, it's going to be a hell of a party, man. We got you know. There's a it's a it's a showpiece brewery. It's a it truly really is. Yeah. So having I, had a I, have a, I have
0: a couple things listed here from the, the, the Slow Tribune um, news article, which uh, Lee here had correct. Uh, he'd written here the correction. Um, thank you for that. So on the on the news article. They had written that there was going to be forty-eight taps, but Lee had come in and let me know there was only twenty-four. So there's only twenty-four. There's there's forty-eight faucets. Okay. Uh, there are
3: twenty-four
1: uh, beers. Okay. And so, so what we did is we, you know, we're we will have a couple guest taps, um, on um, at most times, but you know we're gonna. This is we're we're serving our beer.
0: Now. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And so we're not gonna make fifty beers. We're not gonna you know. And so we're our our whole. Uh, the whole plan was to basically, you know, brew all of the big, big producers at um, at the new brewery. So Monterey Street, Lucky Day, probably Pilsner, maybe our our
0: blonde. Um, he's picked four or five beers. He's crossing his fingers for Catch Twenty Three.
1: <laughs> well, here, here's the thing: once <laughs> Love you pull those, once when- you pulled once you pull those the beers that we are just making like crazy, the hate probably a new England IPA will be made at the new place. Um, when you pull those beers out of production at Monterey street, Monterey street's going to like, I mean, we're going to, there's going to be so much creativity and one-off fun stuff bursting out of there that, um, you know, I'm going to probably run out of ideas. So catch 23 is going to, we're going to absolutely do Um, that again. Uh, That's one of my all time favorite beers. As soon as the new place is open and we can start brewing, um, you know some of that one-off stuff at, at Monterey. Catch 23 trees coming back. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Uh, and that, I'll just interject really quick. I mean that I got a little sneak peek of the new brewery that's going to be opening up here, and that bastard. place is absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful breweries I've ever seen in my entire. It is, existence. And, and
1: we've been working on this thing tirelessly for yeah. God al- almost two years. I mean, it's been it's been pretty close to two. And years. it's
2: cutting edge.
1: It's yeah. a it is it's a showpiece, man. It's a you know we got it's a three vessel twenty barrel brew house. We got eight sixty barrel fermenters, um, full takes. full kitchen, yeah. um, you know, big tasting room, patio out front. Have a fire feature. It's it's. I mean, it's we got shuffleboard, pool table. Uh, we got golden tea, big golden. street oh. fight, Street Fighter two. You, you got me at golden tea, man. Dude, I'm telling you, we it's got we got a whole Jesus. game room in the back, like. Yeah. I was gonna it's, say you're hitting and, uh, all the marks of all and the know, stuff yeah. that I was I was <laughs> yeah. wanting to bring up. No, oh, and perfect. pretty and pretty good beer.
2: Oh, and I, I, uh, <laughs> I know George has been talking about doing a little RC track in the back. That oh. exists already. How, it it's there.
1: Yes, awesome. Uh, and and I I would you know I, I would be uh, remiss to to if I did not mention some of the some of the guest taps that we're gonna have um, on tap at the brewery. Uh, we've so far I think got confirmed that um, we'll be able to get some uh, rare barrel. On nice. tap for our anniversary oh, party.
0: You do realize I'm already broke because of craft beer as it is. <laughs> and you want me going go to bankruptcy? Uh,
1: we have uh, Fieldwork, uh, Moonraker. God, uh, I live around the corner. I'm still never going to be able to go in. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: uh, Altamont, uh, Livermore, uh, Alvarado Street. So we're going to have some so bangers is, on tap. This for is what happens when also. you
2: go into the... Uh, hazy versus clear competition <laughs> yeah. and kind of dominate it. All there these was,
0: guys all of a sudden want to put beer at your brewery. Because, like, yeah, all those places he talked about, there was some sort of bet. He was just like, hey, if we win, you guys got to send kids yeah. our way. <laughs> there like, was, I feel like there was some secret.
2: Just, just all five of the ones that he was competing against <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. are suddenly pouring in his brewery. When
0: I put all of you in your place, you guys are going to have
2: to be served <laughs> next to my beer. <laughs> um, that's your punishment.
1: This. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a heck of a party. Like I said, live music, games, the whole nine. So March tenth, uh, one to ten. Yeah, it'll be a good one.
0: Uh, and as well, I know we kind of um, I don't know if we mentioned it, but as well as the uh, grand opening of the new place, you guys are doing a double can release, including the anniversary triple IPA, and bringing back Moonbuggy. Um, it was late October or was it late November when you last canned moon buggy it was a couple months ago i don't yeah. remember the
1: exact day yeah, it was probably, probably three months ago
0: so again i i um holding up and stuff like that i, I everyone has their own personal ability, uh, like personal preferences and stuff like that we were talking earlier how people with um ipas are like oh if it's 30 days old don't talk to me about it <laughs> dude i i feel like i'm gonna get so much flack because people gotta like think i'm just like like again but i sw- i swear i was having moon buggy. Into January, I think I finished my last one. End of January, you are no, well, he- <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I give like that's one of the reasons I want to have him on here. Like he had a double IPA that was maybe 60, 90 days old, and that thing was still damn fresh and still damn. delicious, uh, And I'm like, what? Like, what magic is this? Why Moonbuggy uh, over Juicebox Hero? <laughs> uh,
1: we actually received a cease and desist over Juicebox Hero. Really? Um, not from who you'd think. Uh, Foreigner, who's the band, you know, the jukebox. Are you Not serious? Not from Foreigner. Oh, yeah. We actually That's sent, what I was oh. thinking. No, 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 no. That's what you'd think. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually sent Foreigner um, some t-shirts, and the, they wore them, no, believe, no. at what? a concert. Like at, I think their last concert, they, they just played, like, I might be misspeaking here. I, I don't know if it was their last. Please tell concert.
2: me something like a four pack or two as well. <laughs> uh, I'm,
1: I'm trying to. I, I, I think at the time we may have been out of cans. We couldn't <laughs> brew it anymore because we got a C and D. Dude, uh, but there's a there's a you know not not to badmouth them. I don't know the guys at all, uh, but the dudes brewing in uh, down in L A somewhere. So uh, Moorpark, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, they uh, they own the rights to
0: um, Juice Box because they do. They
1: have it trademarked for a juice box
0: series. I would not imagine a brewery would have the trademark for juice box. That's actually like, like obviously they do because of the story, but that's not, it was like, well, it's so funny when we make, when we thought of the name, you
1: know, it was like, Oh God, like they're not going to like, we can't have the name. Cause it's like juice box. Is that like marketing to kids. And then we're like, we're kind of ripping off this oh, famous band. Yeah. And so there's all these like elements that we're nervous about. The last one was like a, a some brewery, that had a juice box in the name. And not like, a and particularly did, like, huge didn't...
2: brewery either. I mean,
1: no, and, 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 listen, and, 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 and I don't, beers, I don't but... mean to badmouth it because anybody who understands trademark law knows that you have to protect your trademark. If you own the trademark to it and you don't protect it, True. it can, it, 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 it can be uh, taken from you. You know, if you try to fight it later in court and you didn't try to protect it earlier, then it doesn't hold up. And so hmm. I don't, I don't fault them for, um, you know, for, protecting the trademark that they have right, right, right. Um, it was just if of all the places that we thought, that we, thought we might get into trouble with juice box hero so now wasn't one was.
2: do you have like a more thorough search when you think of a new beer name or well that... interestingly i had i i mean
1: yeah untapped is the place to check for names yeah and, and uh and I, there is another brewery in i think michigan that has juice box hero Ooh. and so i eat when i when before we released it i emailed i said hey do you guys mind if we use your name uh uh, you know, we don't. We're not going to distribute outside of California. We don't have aspirations to do that anytime soon. And they're like, "Yeah, man, go ahead." You know, and, right, Because uh, right. they they had, had the name forever, and then we got the C and D, and I reached back out to him like, "What the?" You know, and he's like, "Oh yeah, they got they had gotten the same letter." He's like, "But they had been making it from before the the, the dudes had." Oh. So they were so they were able to continue or
3: do one. I
1: gotcha.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, not, not on the same scale, but I kind of understand what you're talking about because when I was starting this, like, I was trying to think of all these great names and all that stuff and everything was already taken. Like, I mean, having to come out with so many different beers with all these different names and everything like that, I can't imagine the goddamn struggle that is. It's
1: it's super fun until you don't have one. Like, the creativity yeah. is great until it runs out. Yeah. Like, sitting around and, and bullshitting and, like, coming up with names is, like, one of the funnest things we do. And then once it dries up, it's like, shit. Now shit. we have to think yeah, of a name. I have a beer and I need a name. Um, and you know, it's kind of we're like really lucky uh... that we have a, a pretty, <laughs> a pretty good group of people that we, you know, we always end up. What's the
2: things. double called? You guys have a, a Belgian double. What's that one called? I forget.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just call it a Belgian double. I think on the menu. Well, yeah, but yeah. I. How I, come I, there's no name for that? I sent a text. They thought I was joking. I said to call it Alter Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like i and and, and, and pe- they're like you can't do that i'm like why not it's just a position in the church
2: yeah uh, a like,
1: well because it's like it's not appropriate i'm like why not it's just and a position like, in
2: the church
1: because i'm like because you're doing why? something in your own head yeah that is you making nasty it wrong. all i did like if i called it the priest it's nobody Blinks an eye, right? Right, or bishop, right,
2: yeah. or some bullshit.
0: You got <laughs> ma- to make sure that none of the kegs of Pope Francis are touching the altar board. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: um,
0: one other thing too is, if you ever get a cease and desist from the Vatican for Pope Francis, please come oh, back on I'm here. Framing oh, that, man, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Paint the ceiling of your brewery. Oh my gosh! Oh, that was a that was a gem. Uh, I, I I have them every now and again. <laughs> um, um, I guess like one personal question I have for the going back to the can release. Cause I'm not trying. Like I don't really care. I love all this talk, but I guess this is just a personal question I had. Is and it's it's real small. Uh, I've I personally. Pre-ordered on Eventbrite. Mm -hmm. Is it only that day pickup, or like how long, like, of a window of of pick? Uh, You know, the the information should
1: be on Eventbrite, but we do a one week pickup. Okay, a one week pickup. Okay, yeah, that's it's fair. And and all we're trying to do with the with the with the Eventbrite link is is try to like mitigate the chaos. You know, a lot of breweries do these releases, and people show up and line up around the block. And I don't know that San Luis is an area that will ever do that but it's just to me it's super easy and convenient to just provide a link online be able to and then just pick it up whenever you want within the week and we do you know we do can um some extra cans and so we'll we'll do probably 40 cases that aren't on um, aren't part of the pre-sale and so there will be some available um even if you don't don't buy it on the pre-sale
0: um and then i know there's probably some super simplistic uh, answer for this but uh, what was the deciding factor of switching the anniversary triple IPAs from bottles to cans?
1: Oh God! Because I hand bottled them every year. Oh, oh shit! Every single one.
2: If you drank that beer in the curse. past,
1: I personally put into into a bottle one one at a time.
2: Dude, when I when I, I like f- bottle homebrew, I get like. Impatient after oh, I of them. I think
0: I bought six last year, and I apologize now. and I know how
2: you bottle shit. That's probably that's probably like ten minutes of your time to do oh, six God. bottles. It is, uh, yeah. It's i
1: I you know it's funny right after we um, right after we we bottled them last year and had our had our anniversary party. Um, I like we we start, we had a canning scheduled for like a couple weeks after, and it was just kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like oh next kidding. year, next year for sure we are, kicking, you know, and and it's like we were trying to do a, you know, special presentation with the screen printed bottles and the wax dip and the whole, the whole nine and but you know, eight hours later, you're ten cases in, you're like, fuck this. I regret. You know? I <laughs> regret I every regret
0: decision. <laughs> <laughs> um Um. Alrighty. So this next one, uh, I, Lee has the bottle, so I can read it. It's yours. called a spoonful of sugar. Yeah, I, I saw this one again. This is off Tavor. Um, I'll probably put this plug in later as well, but Tavor is like an online beer ordering service, and if you use the code CRAFTBEERCHRONICLES10 at Tavor.com, you can save $10 on your purchase of $25 more. Whoa, that's
2: a good one. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, We're starting to get some uh, reads here. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is from Illuminated Brew Works. It's an April Center, uh, double dry hop, double India pale ale with lactose sugar. sounds a little... Uh, Similar to the old uh, double brew, Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> this spoonful uh, of sugar is what it's called. Yeah. This is the it's fake got, tits of beer. It's got
2: a kid <laughs> spazzing out. Well, if double, imagine if they attack. triple
1: dry hopped.
0: Could you, Ooh, imagine? I, I saw could you beer, imagine? Could you imagine the oxidation? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Hoof hearted in Ohio is doing a quadruple dry hop, and I'm like, that just seems like it's for show. I mean, like, we I, get a little nerd space here, <laughs> but, like, I was... I have to be careful here, because I want to... One day on. I, went to, so I went to
2: Brendan's, Brendan's office. I said, dude, I want to make an IPA. What do I do? He's like, well, don't dry hop it more than once. <laughs> he's like, here's the magic number. Dry hop it at this magic number, and then forget about it. I mean, it's, it's just...
1: It's, it,
2: God,
0: uh, dude, I don't know if I want to do this right now. No, we, uh, if, you don't, <laughs> if you don't, we can save, we can save it till later. We can save it later if you want. Like, uh, we'll, we'll give something people, because we're, like, for your guys' notice, and, like, I, I love doing this stuff, because we've been at this for, like, 90 minutes already. Yeah, we wow. Can, we can, yeah. We can
2: yeah, it's speed this fucker up. It's
0: yeah. um, That's
2: good. Oh, that's sugary. Um,
0: yeah, so that's something we can convince people to, to stay and want, listen longer.
2: It tastes like Frosted Flakes. I'll just say
1: this, that if double dry hopping is oh, rad, always triple dry hopping must be better.
0: It has to be. It has to be better. Holy shit this is it, it, yeah, you're this right, sugar. It, it's sweet though, man. It's yeah, really I am like that's why I'm glad I'm doing this small. It's bit. actually
2: super super sweet. All right. that's
0: super super sweet. Super. So, well, um, I had a whole bunch of uh questions I was going to ask, ask you, but through just general conversation, pretty much all, a lot of them have been answered. So, I'll go to um, Brendan here was very gracious and allowed us to open up some questions to local Facebook groups. So I have about four, I think four from there.
1: Yes, Brant. Barley wine
0: is life. <laughs> that wasn't one of them, but <laughs> so hey. Yeah. yeah. That, that wasn't one of them, uh, but didn't that's make the cut? No. No. no again, I, I went into this trying think, to be serious. I think he wanted to know why barley wine was life, though. I That'll mean. be question number five, then. Um, our first question is from Alex Jesus. Uh, I mean, he's spell jesus it's jesus. No, it's Ale- jesus okay alex jesus from the and uh, he asked this question on the central coast beer enthusiast facebook page what could you tell an aspiring home brewer what uh, what would you say what would you tell an aspiring home brewer would be the most important thing to do starting tomorrow and i'm assuming he's talking about brewing not like you know taxes or <laughs> anything can i field this one? Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever you don't listen to lee that's my advice
2: <laughs> go go as wild as you possibly no uh well, like I mentioned earlier, was the oxidation thing, you know, and I I, I don't know maybe I if you think, agree or not, I, but I I, think, I, I feel I, like that was my big revelation.
1: But he's asking what what can he do? Actionable items, right? I my 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 uh, my advice to him or to anybody who's home brewing that like just is in love with it and like whether it's they want to be a brewer or they want to get into the sales side or run a packaging, they just they love beer, they love the community, they love everything about it. I would tell them just to brew man, brew and brew and brew. Um, and because I think through brewing more beer, you know, you develop your palate and I think through brewing more beer, you meet other people who are of like mind and interest. And, you know, the further down the rabbit hole you go, um, you know, the, the more you'll figure out whether or not that really is what you want to do. Um, for me, like just brewing and brewing and brewing and brewing, um, taught me so much about what it was that, you know, that, that these raw materials were actually, were actually creating mm-hmm. and just ha- getting an understanding of the process and what, what, <laughs> what, what certain things led to, you know, these outcomes and, and just going to the homebrew clubs and, and talking to other people who were brewing and, and, and making good beer and, 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 you know, seeking out the people who are making good beer and, and making connections and friends with them. And, um, That that would be my biggest advice is just to to keep digging down the rabbit hole. You know, if you're kind of like you pop the lid on the rabbit hole and you're kind of looking in like I don't know, man, (laughs) and like then it's probably not for you. Like if you're into it and you love it, I would say just go for it. You know, are you thinking
2: like uh, when you say brew brew brew? Are you talking about brewing one style, perfecting it, kind of like Monterey Street, the pale ale? Or are you talking about? I would kind say, of just I would say whatever, whatever brew the, brew fuck the fuck you, fuck do, you want to do, man. man. Just like get out for me, and...
1: that was what I did because that's what I loved was American pale ale, yeah. And so the, I brewed the shit out of that style. Right. Um, if he loves Belgian beers, I would say go brew the shit out of Belgian sure, beers, with, yeah. Because if that's what you love, then ultimately, if he wants to be a brewer, and those are the th- th- that those are the beers that he loves. Then that's the only thing that's gonna scratch that itch for him, you right. know. Eventually, but, but, and so just go like that's it. Like just whatever it is that your heart is, and this is super cheesy, but like whatever it is that your heart is telling you, like just follow it. Like you know, it's it's a very you know it was very organic for me. I just did the shit that felt right.
2: Open that rabbit hole and fuck it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You and I that's view cool. rabbit holes very differently. <laughs> a <are you? laughs>
2: oh, rabbit hole. I thought it was a rabbit
1: hole. But I mean, but seriously, I mean, to take that question seriously, we get we get so many applications for for people who want to either be a brewer or be a beer server, and you're like, you know, you ask them to a couple simple questions about you know what they know about beer, and and it's just like, uh, well, I like you know, like I really like beer. I don't really know a lot about it, but I'm super willing to learn. Like, like God, really? Like you don't love it then? Like, it's like, if, 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 you know, and I, who, what was his name?
0: Uh, the, the person who asked the question, Mm -hmm. uh, it was Alex, Alex Alex Jesus,
1: Alex Jesus. Jesus. So if, you know, I I would tell him like, go, if, if you love it, just follow, follow your path, man. And I think ultimately it's that, it's that authenticity and that organic love that, that is going to, you know, that it'll, it it just, it works out if you do that, if you're faking it and you have to force it, it's not going to work. You know, I ended up in this. I ended up where I'm at because I just I kept doing the things that I loved. And, you know, it, it, it worked out because it, I was passionate about it, you know? I get it. it
3: makes sense. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> cheers <laughs> that. Yeah. Fuck you, cheer to that. Yeah. I will cheers to that. Our next question comes from Hank Weddington. And this was off the Central Coast Craft page. Uh, with how popular hazy IPA beers are now, what style do you think will be the next big craft beer boom and what style would you like to see make a resurgence?
1: Oh, uh, uh, God, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to predict. Uh, Um, I, I personally hope that I see, you know, that we see a resurgence in loggers and sort of appreciation for, uh, more subtle and maybe more nuanced and delicate styles. Um, and and honestly, in I, I think eventually, right, that, that has that that's what happens. Every every brewer I know, every like really, really, really serious craft drinker I know, they've gone through IPAs and double IPAs and barrel aged stouts and you know, bourbon everything and sour beers eventually. And it's like almost almost without exception, people just people come back like to like Pilsner and to like pale ales. Like it's, it's, it's that, but it's, you know, it's that progression. It's through that saturation that you, that you kind of end up back there. Right. And so I think the, the, the long curve usually ends up back there. A, and so I think as the, as the beer drinker. At a beer that tastes like beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like dad's I, beer. I, yeah. but
2: I, but I do, I think, I think, you know, the, lo- the, the end of the curve is back to. Which is the hardest style to make, arguably. hmm You know? So it's so, kind of like that golden goose or the uh, hidden. Yeah, forbidden the city or whatever. Now, is
1: is that what the beer drinker is going to flock to
2: this year in mass?
1: Probably not. You know, um, I, you know, it, it's 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 a it's a good question. I, I'm I'm really interested to see sort of where the hype goes with the New England IPAs. Like, is this is this a fad or is this something that really does have teeth? And does
2: legs it, on it does it get an actual designation? In the, yeah, in the, um... you know, eight
1: eight years ago, black IPA exploded right and it was like oh shit like that was the thing right everybody started making them and 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 then they five years later they died Mm -hmm. um session ipa five years ago was like the thing and then it's dead now i mean almost nobody's doing session and so this i think this this is this feels different um I, i i do think that the the whole new england the hazy ipa thing has uh, more sustainability than than the, than those styles
2: because I, like I think overall a, the beer is more balanced. Yeah, I think it has a, a unique category. It's not like any other beer out there. You know, you now, can have a black IPA and it still is, oh, it's kind of like an IPA with a little bit of roasting. You know, mm-hmm. but this one is uh, it's it's very delineated. It's specific.
1: Yeah, and now I, I you know I think well, that, I think really that the, specific, I think you know? that the Caribou
2: lose. Or whatever caribou brews, or whatever your like milkshake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I think those brews. probably will not last. Yeah, I, no. I, I don't, think the big not, not to. to. I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, no, yeah. but but I, I don't think the super adjuncted, mm-hmm. um, you know, lactose and vanilla and crazy flavors in um, in the New England IPA are probably going to last. But I but I think as a as a basic sort of um, interpretation of the ipa style or or its own style or whatever you want to call it i I, you know i I do think it has um it's they're good you know i think they're 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 good and i I don't think they're going anywhere
0: well Well, i I believe that one thing i noticed like what you're talking about is even going back eight years or five years but they're all some sort of variation of an ipa Uh, and you mentioned loggers you want to see those come back um do you view that any other sort of like ale like besides the India pale ale has the chance to like kind of grow up and boom again, or is, it, or is, it, or is I, your success going to be found in some sort of variation of IPA? I think, I think people love hops.
1: I think hops are, um, are magical. You know, I think that they, they provide something to the beer that is, is really, really wonderful. You know, I think the, the aroma compounds and, and flavors that you get out of, especially as, and so that's, you know, 10 years ago, the hops that were available were, you know, were plain, in or in in comparison to some of the the new the new varieties that are available and and those aren't that's not going away right so every year there's new experimental varieties come out and so i think more than like you're going to see a style like oh like we're going to all every like this whole style like as hops like hop, hops are the thing man i mean if you look back i mean since craft beers really inception in the nineties, it was Sierra Nevada, right. It was stone, you know, these breweries, you know, Firestone, these breweries came out. It's, it's, it's all about hops and that has really never changed. Um, there's been, you know, this interest in barrel aged beers and this interest in sour beers and these sort of fluttering interests in and in other things, but the, the constant has been hops and, and now the canvas that they're presented on has changed right? It, it was these more malt focused sort of, you know, uh, old school IPAs at first into these classic dry, bright, crisp West coast style IPAs. And then into the kind of modern, you know, New England style hazy IPA. And I it just, it's the, com- the common thread there is hops. Now what's going to be the next canvas for hops? I don't know. You know, I, I, I actually, I had a, I had a hoppy lager from Alvarado Street. There was a a collaboration with Altamont that was fucking nails. I mean, it was so beautiful. It had all this, you know, big, bright, tropical hop aroma. And it was like, it finished clean and tight like a lager did on the palate. It was like, that was cool, (laughs) you know? Um, And and we're going to start doing some of those. I was so inspired by that beer that like, I was like, I want to make some of those. And it's sort of the... You know, if you look at classic West Coast IPA as like maybe your your standard, um, you know, and then the hazy IPA is the sort of soft, luscious uh, interpretation of uh, of, a, of a hoppy beer, and then on the other side of that is maybe this crisp, lean, you know, not overly bitter, but this uh, a much more sort of pointed and sharp presentation of the hops on on a on a more crisp uh, palate, you know. Um, I, I I you know I, I think. Ultimately, the trend is—I mean, it shifts around, but it's—it's going to be hop-focused. I think this industry, as long as it exists, will be hop-focused. Really? I think so. I mean, what else? You know, there's four ingredients, right? There's four. There's always there's there's other stuff you can add, but if we're looking at yeast and hops and malts and water, I mean. You know, malt is great, and I think that there's always a niche for it. You know, big imperial stouts and mm-hmm. Belgian beers, and you know all these smoked beers, stuff like that. They're cool, but yeah. but do they really, really, really get masses excited? I would say no. Yeast driven beers, hefeweizens, Belgian beers. I mean, are they? They're great. I love them. Are they like? Are people aren't lining up around the block for them ever? Okay, hops are like
0: hops are the thing, man. I mean, hops that's are great.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't. I don't think you're ever going to find anything
0: that compares to, impact
1: and to the impact.
0: To the impact of flops. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I, I, I want to like mention on something like that. It seems like it, it cut out. So we might. I don't know how much. I, I think it wasn't much, but for some reason, I noticed that like, I think that happened last time too. I don't know why. This like. I'm gonna oh, it's a
2: timing issue. It's probably for the best. Uh, I'm going
0: to take a pee. Uh, yeah. No worries. We're going to take a we'll, break. We're we'll, unfortunately not done with you. But no, it's just it just there's a there's a small bit of conversation that we're going to have to figure out how. We'll take a pee break and get some new beers for uh um, <laughs> open the door and it will be the first door on uh, – first left. I, w- I don't want to say first door because that's the closet. But yeah. Just don't, have any... <laughs> don't pee in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. i got to figure out what that is. Like I don't know why it is but it seemed like it la- happened last time. It was a timing like, thing. But it was like – it's at such the weirdest time of like 140. Like or, or one hour and forty yeah. seven minutes. So I don't know. I I'm looking into getting different programs too. Yeah. Um. I had a friend of mine who told me to check into Reaper. So I'll check into Reaper and see what I can do because it's also supposedly easier with getting multiple different um, inputs. Yeah, yeah, multiple different inputs and stuff like that. I'm really worried about it too because remember last time it cut out, it sounded more echoey. But that was oh. on that was on one single microphone too. Right. So right, right. we'll we'll figure out what we can do. Uh well, sweet, uh, going a little longer than no- normal. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too worried. It's anything. It's it adds character. I feel to the podcast. It's character. Um, <laughs> you want me to do this sugary shit? Actually, yes, I do. I really enjoy this. So you liked far, it? I thought it was pretty goddamn
2: sugary, but I mean, like in a
0: bad way, or like
2: I think it's interesting.
0: No, no, no. I'm because saying... uh, that's where I left my
2: shoes. Oh, don't <laughs> Did you... you? Oh, I...
0: man. See, I'm like. If you pee in the closet, it's happened. But I'm real shocked because I heard flushing and there's no, there's no <laughs> there's water no in the closet. No flushing in the
2: toilet in the uh, closet there. rest uh, uh, of <laughs> my beer
0: out in there. <laughs> <laughs> that sugary frosted flakes shit. Well, what is it? Isn't it that that beer your name or something like that that's in stores lately that they actually brewed it with frosted flakes? Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I I, I, had, that, I don't remember. I apologize. I highly doubt anyone who works there is listening to this, but I'm I, I, I you that. You never know.
2: You never know. Maybe. Maybe they're going to listen to all the backlogs when you finally get big.
0: I, I, I talked about it with somebody the other day. Uh, over four episodes, my podcast has 200 listens, and I imagine this one's going to create a shit ton of listens for – I can't I can't put my finger on the reason, but I I, I imagine this one will do really well. Well, it's because I'm on it. Yeah. You're on the last two. Yeah. And hey, what are you saying? I'm saying you don't produce – I'm just kidding. I don't produce numbers? You don't produce numbers, no. <laughs> um all right and then the final oh uh, well sorry i actually have uh, two more questions uh okay, are we, are we, are we, are we, oh no oh yeah <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, get back to the, no get yeah back we, to reality, we got it. back to it we got back to it <laughs> it, was, it was doing well and then then it cut out so i'm just like eh screw it um can this kind of ties into out, whatever kind of something that we uh i don't know how i'm gonna cut that out and make that sound good <laughs> like i don't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so we just had a little break there. We're gonna yeah, start from here. That's why. That's why I let we out. That's why I let I was like, Yeah, it looks like we had a little bit of a of an issue. So I might, I might like cut off that last bit where you guys were talking, and then they're like, Oh, it looks like we have a bit of an issue. So that cut was cut off. Um, kind of going to what I was asking earlier, and that's why I included this one in. Oh, going to a different one? Sure. Yeah. Should okay. I, oh, did did I drink that
1: too no, fast? No. it's Okay.
0: We got we, we poured a little we, more. So do you want a little uh, more of
2: on this one? No. Okay, Juice so Almighty. That's no, good. Yeah. Let's see that. You I like Juice Almighty? I heard it's a pretty good beer. I heard it's pretty okay. Pretty all right, you know. Damn, goddamn CCB beers. They just they just
0: pour really nice too. You just watch them come out of the growl, growl arena. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something we haven't done yet. I'm gonna wash out this glass because I don't want the sugar to affect this beer. That's actually a really good idea. I have them every now and again.
2: Is it danky? What's in this guy? What hops? Mosaic.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer Guilty. to wh- the answer to what? Hops are in our beer. Is Is mosaic mosaic and something else, and (laughs) then other hops.
2: You know, (laughs) I I heard on a different podcast that mosaic and don't take this the wrong way is like the phoned-in hop. What does that even mean? It means it's like so easy. It's just so makes good beer. It's just like, oh, really? Mosaic? It's just so okay. Well, you knew that was going to be so good. So why would you not
0: use that? To be fair, Mosaic deconstructed uh, Monterey Street was better than Citra. Yeah! Totally!
1: <laughs> 100%. Now, however, and this is... in this, Lee, I think, is to your question. Mm-hmm. Um, the blend, I think, was the best. Well, y- yes. that's Because so I, I, I Monterey think of, Street is a blend. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, we would just brew it as a single hop Mosaic beer. Right. Um, I do think that um, the Mosaic version of that beer was better than the citra version um but i i think the blended beer you know brings out new things and and is an improvement over the mosaic you know
2: it was weird to me too is that when you uh when you smelled it it's the citra smelled better the mosaic tasted better to me i'll disagree really? well, actually, if no,
1: i i just I, i'm or
2: you actually know. you know what? i apologize it was the actual hop form oh, when it was hop. Pelletized, could, hop. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. pelletized hop the pelletized hop citra smelled killer awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. the
0: Mosaic smelled better in the beer. Yeah. I That's I agree I agree with Brendan, cuz I remember when we did it last year that at that time all I could hear about was like everyone's sucking Citra's dick and I fully Yeah, I fully went into that like seminar thinking the Citra one's going to taste better than the Mosaic. And I was fucking wrong. Well, Citra has a better-known dick. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not in CCB
1: beers, apparently. <laughs> no, we 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 lay the wood with a lot of uh, uh, a lot of mosaic, um, but no, but citrus. Well, citrus. I, I you know what I mean is citrus been around longer, and so when you know before I mean, when when citrus came out, really the impact hop was Simcoe, right? There were some other high alpha varieties that you know were pungent and 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 had you know were were dynamic, but. Simcoe was the hop. I mean you couldn't make an American IPA without Simcoe ten years ago. Yeah. Um and so, you know, five, six, seven years ago or whenever Citra came out, um, it was like, oh shit. Like that was like the new And I feel like hop, Citra just was right? a
2: nice and, name and, to and, it
0: too. And and it of course, yeah. I mean it lends landed... it is that rain? That's rain. rain.
1: It just started raining Wait, out of no, hardcore yeah. out of yeah. nothing. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, I mean, Citra lends itself to like you know better names too. Uh, against the grain, Citra ass, Citra ass down, I think yeah, is one of my. It's a great name. It is a great it's name. It's a great name. Like Simcoe, I can't think of anything. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. uh, simply
2: Simcoe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit! Now I feel like a dick. Oh fuck. No, but
1: uh, but Mosaics a, a newer hop. You know, it's it's had a name now for. Three years? Not long, yeah. Three years, I think. Maybe, I don't think much longer than that. It was HBC 369, I think, HBC, or 366. I'm
0: noticing a trend with three, three and a half years ago with this conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right when Mosaic came out, I was ready to leave Firestone and go, uh, go st- you know. I think yeah, it went ran- from Mosaic. Like, re- like, Whoa, well, mosa- Mosaic's been released? Okay, <laughs> I'm H- ready to do this. So yeah. HBC
0: 366 <laughs> is now going to be Mosaic? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What we learned. Is that Brendan actually created Mosaic hops? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. obviously what happened here. <laughs> Grew out of my backyard. He yeah. um, can do no wrong.
1: <laughs> but no, uh, yeah that that was a that was a really fun experiment to take a beer. You know, Monterey Street is at the time <laughs> the rest of so the, you know. Interestingly, one of the uh, kind of fun facts about those three medals that that beer has won is that it's been different hops every time.
2: Oh, no shit. And all really? Three, all
1: three times were different hops. Well, recipes. mosaic
2: and something. And, and mosaic and yep. something. And that's and the
1: mosaic constant. The mosaic was half of the recipe wow. each time, and the other half was different on every recipe. Are, are you did? sure these
0: aren't like company secrets that you're not supposed to give away? Like, I know <laughs> no,
2: that's, you're. No, that's normal, though. I mean, like, I under, my understanding in, in professional brewing is that, you know, every single year you can have different variants with your hops, mm-hmm. and you have to, as a professional brewer, be like, I need to make this beer consistent. Mm -hmm. And I can't just use these hops because these hops are dog shit this year. Right. So there's, you know, I talk about it like
1: there's a target flavor profile, right? And it's not a pinpoint. Think of it like a softball. You know, it's a, it's a, it it occupies some space, right? There's a little flexibility in that target. Um, Now, certain hops one year might get you into that target. So mosaic and citra and amarillo one year might get you there. Next year, your amarillo is totally different. So you try to find a hop to create the same character you were getting out of last year's Amarillo. Well, that might not be Amarillo this year. So here's
2: a nerd question. How do you know what that hop is? Fuck, man, that's a that is, is that I mean, the that's old, a million is that dollar that question. The old rubbing your hands it's, and smell test. I yeah. mean, is that the like you know you do a tincture test or something? Or, I, mean... uh,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't do a tincture. I you know I smell the raw materials and then I you know we 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 try to make some single hop beers if we can. Um, if I really have some questions about um, you know, right now we're about to we're getting ready for World Beer Cup, and so I'm gonna pull off um, some uh, some beer that has not been dry hopped yet. And I'm gonna dry hop it in some kegs with some individual varieties and make sure that what I think I'm gonna get out oh. of the raw hop actually translates yeah. to the finished beer. Um, but okay. it's just it's experience, you know. So, you're, I think, so now you're a blender. <laughs> I'm a hop blender, yeah. You're a hop blender, well. <laughs> But but you know, right. I think it's but that's it. It's just it's it's after you know, through years and years of doing this, it's smelling the raw hop, tasting that raw hop in beer, making those connections. And being and trusting your palate, you know. Um, I, there's, there's a lot of people making beer who are smarter than me, okay. Engineers, right? I mean, I, uh, I know guys who are might li- be smarter than you and well, like Ju- Julian but... from Beachwood was literally an aerospace engineer, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, they there Matt Brennanson was doesn't a mean fucking her... hop chemist, like he was a chemist, doesn't mean their mouth like, works. Uh, well, it, it, but, but... It, and, and, th- and listen, and those guys are great brewers, yeah, okay. But uh, there's, I, there's, I know a lot of people who are you know, uh, uh, you know, brilliant. I mean like borderline genius, but I, I brew circles around them, you know? And I think one of the, one of the reasons is that my ability to, to, to make, connect the dots between what I smell and what I taste and raw materials and be able to project that onto the beer and to taste the finished product and to make changes and, and, and sort of take that, you know, that sort of floating, um, profile that that you get because you know hops and barley are their or they uh, they' you know agricultural products right. There's variants from year to year right. and so you know I, I people always ask me what what I think is the most important thing for a good brewer and and, and I, I believe it's a palate I yeah. believe being able to to smell and taste what you're you know know what you're smelling and tasting and being able to make corrective decisions based on that is to me is
2: it's the most important thing you know. So, I mean, for you, uh, what I'm hearing is that you're taking all these little samples and you're dosing them and you're figuring out, you know, what you can expect out of it. Uh, I, 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 for myself, and I think a lot of homebrewers, it's kind of like I go down to the homebrew shop and say, hey, uh, what hops are good right now? What, which ones should I be using? This and that, you know, what have you had good results with? Because I can't sit there and dose out 10 different hop varieties and figure it out. You know, and um, you know, when it comes down to like, say, the Caribou Lou, for example, I just guessed. I mean, most <laughs> yeah. of it is just guessing and jumping into it. But I guess on a professional scale, you can't fuck it up like that. You can't, yeah, just I, guess. You have to get it right every time.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, our my whole our you know my whole life is 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 brewing, and so when when I go to work and we're opening hop bags it's like you know we do that every week we do it every day and so you just you become familiar with it right you know you look you know what you're looking for you so know are you
2: pulling now. off like hops as you're opening them going okay i'm gonna try this with this and see what it comes out to be like uh, or is it just no, like that... so
1: every 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 year you know crop, uh, hops are an annual crop right so they're harvested once a year and so when you get the new crop year of citra mosaic or whatever it is um you know, it's pretty consistent throughout the year from mm-hmm. that from from the supplier we use because um, they're – you know, I think they blend their hops before they pelletize them. Um, and so we, we get a fairly consistent product throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, but every year it changes.
2: So, and speaking of that, I mean, you've had a lot of success with Mosaic. So is Mosaic – have you ever had a bad uh, uh, a year yeah. or a bad batch? Or I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've had plenty of bad bags.
1: Well, what we, about so, so yeah it's a, that's that's an interesting question so right before GABF um we uh we had a a change in in the mosaic that we were getting mm-hmm. we had been getting very consistent hops all year and then right at the end it um uh, it changed you know we got a bag in i opened it it was like Cheesy. that's not what we're looking for it was, it was like hey um, it had that kind of you know hay bale hay bale kind of character to it, um, and so you know I called the supplier. I said, "Hey, this is like you know this isn't going to work right now. This is like crunch time. We're getting ready to brew for GABF." And so they had several more like batches or lot numbers shipped in from their supplier. Um, they sent me kind of one bag of each. I opened them. I picked the ones I liked. Holy you know. shit. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> the rest of them. It, they actually did overnight. Them Are you fucking with me? No, they did overnight. Holy them. shit! And and before I dry hopped Monterey Street, the one you know, the one we ended up winning the gold with this year, um, uh, I I cut open probably twenty bags of mosaic and used uh, two.
2: And so I cut open twenty, and I Holy picked the shit. two
1: that I thought were. But you're, here's
2: the, here's the thing. So as a as a brewer or as a brewery, I should say. If you're not coming in there with a GABF gold or silver and you go to your hop supplier, whoever that may be, hey, I have a hop issue. They're going to be like, <laughs> well, you're just a guy who needs some hops. I don't I, you know. I don't I know. Mean, if you got I, a GABF gold, he's like, yeah, I got a hop issue for my <laughs> I, hop. I, beer I, don't, that I'm entering. I don't know.
1: I can say that before we won a medal – um, we were we were looking for mosaic frantically, and this was, you know a few years ago very hard to find. Uh, we couldn't find it, and the answer was always no. Yeah. And we found some mosaic through the spot market, and we won our first gold medal. We called the same suppliers, and the answer was let, yes. let me see.
2: Oh no shit! And, oh, okay. and, Still not a yes.
1: It wasn't an automatic yes. It was a let me see, but that became a yes. Yeah. And so we ended up. So now up, you have
2: the pool to be able
1: we, to. We be found. Like, I we, don't want we, this bag. We did, Yeah, and, and it was. It was you know. Um, was that all but of the ninety
2: eight percent of the breweries out there? you're like, well, that's what you got, buddy.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's, again, I can only speak to to our experience, and that that was our experience. It was we couldn't find it. We won the medal. We went back looking for it, and yeah. all of a sudden, we could get it. You know,
2: yeah, yeah, conveniently. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we pay a lot for our, for our mosaic, but you know, well, it's yeah, well, yeah, but it's worth story. it in the long run. It's, yeah. I, I think so.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So we we've been talking for a long time uh, I have one more question this is well I guess two there's one w- there's one question that's gonna be goofy and one that's serious um, <laughs> and he knows the goofy one joy it's the one that I was a little worried to ask uh, oh, don't be worried ask it. okay so so this is gonna be the serious one and this is one I like <laughs> this is one I like to talk uh, with everybody is if you had enough money to start up a brewery anywhere you wanted where would you have your first tasting room and what would you name your brewery
1: Lou. <laughs>
2: hey, that's trademarks, man. And I know. In, He's in, in in Lee's bedroom is where I'd open it. Oh my god, I got plenty I got I need to get a Cal King bed, I sounds
0: like Oh man. Uh, I
2: mean seriously, I mean i Wait, born- that wasn't
0: your answer?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I'm born and raised in San Luis, so it it would be somewhere here, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. what would I name it? I don't know.
0: That's always the hard part, I, I usually... That's the hardest part. <laughs> I
1: can't, it's like, so naming beers and naming breweries is a lot like naming kids, okay? If you tell someone the name before they meet the kid or taste the beer, it's a shitty name. You can come up with whatever name you think. You're like, oh, I, I don't
3: love that name.
1: But then you introduce a kid that's a cool kid. Right. And you go, this is his name. Yeah. Go, I love that name. Yeah. Or you have the
2: beer... Okay. And you go, you know what I mean? Okay. And you, and you go, "Oh, I love that name." So what you're saying is when you name a beer first and then you try to make a beer around it, <laughs> it might yeah. be a bad beer. It might be a bad beer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll go with my first answer. I'll okay. Yeah, I'll go with so my
0: first. The, the brewery is uh, <laughs> Caribou Lou and it's going to be opened in Lee Samway's <laughs> – In my bedroom. Bedroom. <laughs> yes. In my
2: mattress actually yeah. I believe
0: is what he said. All right. So,
2: in between his mattresses. <laughs> uh, mattress from Boxspring.
0: So the other question that is a bit goofy is one that um, I try to add to the podcast because it's something that was new and, and – or I, It's something different that I don't think I've heard before. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Are you? Okay. Yes, because I think – this might be easier. This is a you know a head brewer picking picking three would be different. But have you ever heard or played the game Fuck Mary Kill or Shag Mary Kill? No. Okay. So I'm going to give you three options of styles. Okay. And styles. The, okay. Yes. So the game is called Binge Bong Bale. Binge. You have to drink two cases in a week. Bong is you have to beer bong a growler and bail. Is you gotta dump like a barrel, or you gotta like, you know, you brood it, you're, you work so hard on it, and it's just gotta go down the drain. And I'm okay. going with uh, American Pale Ale, West Coast IPA, New England IPA. Mm. so pick what I do yeah Yeah. you gotta pick one to binge for each yes you gotta pick one that like you gotta brew and then get rid of one that you would beer bong a growler so you gotta beer bong 64 ounces at once (laughs) and one that you'd have to drink 48 like cans or like equivalent of two cases in a week yeah one that you like longevity, one you like a lot of right now, and one that's like, sorry, you gotta suck it. He oh, picked my man. three favorite beers Those are like, for this my one. Three
2: favorite styles, though.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, okay. normally I choose. It's supposed to be hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, normally I, I choose specific <laughs> beers, but you're a head brewer. You brew a shit ton. Yeah. I could have picked any. Yeah, you could pick i like, oh, these, I'll make a different one. <laughs> I feel like styles actually might <laughs> yeah, have been easier yeah, no, for I think you.
1: That, I think that that works well. Um, cool. Oh God, that is. I'm just honestly, I'm going. I'm reverse engineering this thing, so I'm looking at like. What am I gonna bail on? Like, I can't pick,
3: I can't bail on
0: any of those. Those are my boys. That's my boy Blue. <laughs> so hard to bail right? on a beer.
1: Uh, God. He uh, might be having
0: the most trouble out of anybody, which makes this the best. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because American Pale Ale, that's my shit. I man. know. I that's know. That's my shit. I can't like. That's like. I don't even. What's the What's the highest pedal slow I can put it on? Is it binging? Or bonging. I don't even exactly, know. Exactly. That's American Pale Ale. Can you, can you bong highest. an IPA? Yes. You know? yeah, I'll binge bong an IP, uh, American Pale Ale. Yeah. And binge- then. <laughs> Wait,
0: so I can find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You're going to beer <laughs> bong <laughs> two <laughs> cases. <laughs> I'm going to binge <laughs> bong an IPA. Yes. You know, binge bong American Pale Ale. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then
1: the other but two the <laughs> other two can catch vapors. They can get kicked, <laughs> kicked to the car. <laughs> I'm going with that. Oh, uh,
0: okay. That's okay. Final, so. Final answer. No, you can't go with that. Oh, okay. I'm not going to allow it. Okay, okay, yeah. You're we important. have a legitimate okay. answer right. I am Lee, going Lee to... really fought for this to be back in here. I was like, oh, it's like a he super... Wanted to,
2: he wanted to bail okay. on this. Okay, No, no, no. I'm I was like, it. no, okay. you can't no,
1: no, no. bail on the binge like, Again, okay.
0: I went into this being like, I want to be serious.
1: <laughs> I am going to... Uh, I'm going to binge American Pale Ale. Okay. Because I, I, it's my favorite really? beer style. I, that way I can enjoy it. I can have it over the course of the week or whatever the time frame that you gave me was. Um, I'm going to beer bong American IPA because look, if it's beer bong time, it's time to party. Right. (laughs) And I don't, I don't, I don't want thick hazy stuff in my beer bong. I'm just looking to get, if it's beer bong time looking to get fucked up, that's American, that's American IPA. And then I guess I got to bail on New England IPA, even though I love it. I love it. It's just, in, in in that criteria, I think that's it's the one
0: out of those three. It's it's the redheaded stepchild. It's the redheaded front. stepchild for me. And we apologize if you're redheaded or a stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> we we love you. <laughs> it's just compared to a pale ale or an IPA. Even IVA. if your parents don't,
2: we still love. you. like you can make good choices. I think I definitely would agree with the binging on the American pale ale. Yeah, that's the you that's know? the beer. That's
1: your everyday beer.
2: Yeah, that's just suck them down, dude. you know, all, all right. day long. Mow a lawn. <laughs> fucking dig a trench. All right.
0: Do you um as we close out, Lee? Do you want to describe this beer that you oh, poured yeah, for us? Oh yeah,
2: just uh, cracked open a little Alvarado Street. It's a uh, it's a fifteen percent bourbon barrel aged Belgian style quad. Nice and light. Well, yeah, it smells yeah. delicious. We're gonna finish off with a light beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a little big, so uh, that'll be our dessert for the evening, and uh, it's called Metal Clothes. <laughs> oh metal metal oh that's cute all right i get it
0: um as we close out uh do you guys have any last words or any last thoughts uh then again brandon i think for like the dozenth time thank you so much (laughs) for coming on here it's been an absolute joy like i've learned so much and i really think our listeners are going to learn a lot just the, the the little bits that we talked here tonight
1: yeah cheers and uh thank you for having me and don't forget March 10th. Yes. March Please 10th,
0: don't forget March 10th. Come to, come to the brewery. Yes.
2: Uh, it's six Street in San Jose, Obispo. Yes. yes.
0: Right off the Madonna uh, exit. It's yes. the best, the most beautiful brewery I've ever seen. Yes. I'm very excited for either uh, March 10th or for some god only reason March 11th when I get to check it out for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, so this last little bit is plug any social media that you want. Uh, if you want to follow the show or myself on Untapped. you can follow uh, follow me on Untapped at uh, Beer Pope 273 on Instagram at the Beer Pope, all one word, and you can follow the show on Facebook at Craft Beer Chronicles.
2: You can follow me at uh, Sammy Brews on Instagram, and I am I Sammy Brews on, uh, on uh, the on uh, the other beer thing that people use on Untapped. Untapped. I think you are Sammy I I Brews am. on Untapped. I think I am.
1: And then Brandon, if you if you don't want, people I don't to have fun. any idea what I am on uh, <laughs> any of those things. I think I'm B off Eleven on. Uh,
2: uh, Dude, I don't know how to work Instagram, That's bro. the Instagram, yeah. yeah I I, that one. The one I'm the kids too, are doing. I'm, I've learned that I am I got to the point where now I'm the old man who doesn't know how to work
0: things. <laughs> what is this technology you know? that like, eludes me? I don't me. know
2: how to work the Instagrams.
0: <laughs> um,
2: I don't like it because I don't understand it.
0: As much as we had fun here tonight, please drink and drive responsibly, or drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. (laughs) I realize it's drink responsibly. So yeah, drink responsibly. Drive
2: responsibly by not drinking. Exactly, yes.
0: Um, And thank you all for listening. Uh, I think I said it last time, too, but episode six will, with the new setup, be much sooner than, uh, be much less of a wait than the last time. Um, Because we
2: know you're all waiting patiently,
0: holding uh, your breath. Thanks, Mom. So listen to our beautiful <laughs> <sentences>. um, <laughs> uh, as always, have a wonderful night. Drink good beer and cheers.
3: Cheers. Cheers. Awesome guys. Reba a Mm-mm.